0: Hello and welcome to the Saladcast. On Sunday, the 7th of March 2021, I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Somewhat success. And Robert Kemp. Somewhat? <laughs> Only somewhat success? What did you say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said great success. No, <laughs> great success. Oh, okay. Really?
0: Definitely a somewhat success. <laughs> I mean, I count it as a win. <laughs> what, we're, we're all still here and alive. Most of my successes are somewhat <laughs> successes, <laughs> rather than fully qualified successes. Yeah, I don't think you really ever get full success. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> Maybe in computer games, but not in life. And even then, in games, it's quite quite rare these days.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know. Literally, something I get to talk about later in, when I'm talking about Stardew the amount of success that's been happening. The quantity may is... not, in fact, be full. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this oh. a, a, the quest to 100% things has definitely got more difficult. Yeah. But so then, or has it? Games were harder at
2: one point. <laughs> yeah, but games were harder when they didn't have achievements. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. Yeah, now you have an think. exact measure of your yeah. success.
2: <laughs>
0: I only just learned that S rank is from Japanese school grades, exam grades. Oh, is it? Yeah, S is above A, whatever. It's like A star. Hmm.
1: Why, why on earth did we introduce, like, it's one of those things, like, grading systems where you just go, yeah, this is the top run. How do, why do we need one more than that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like just these ones, they go to eleven, like across the board, eleven, eleven. So most boats yeah. they're playing on ten. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Nowhere. <laughs> but these, you see, we can get that extra. We go up to eleven, and one louder, and one louder. do not you just, won't you just make ten louder and just make that the loudest and then? No,
3: these yeah. go to eleven. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've just realised that my hair has grown so much that I'm starting to look like Nigel Tufnell. And because <laughs> I realised it, because I was um, on a, on a, um, you know, a, what do you even call them? Video conference, Z- Zoom. And it was not a Zoom because it was not using the proprietary. <laughs> but it was it, a Zoom like. It was a Hangout. It was a Zoom clone. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> a Skype clone. I guess. <laughs> one of my colleagues was talking about they got a guitar, so I showed I, I showed everyone on the call all my guitars, which I have on, in my room, which is like four or five different guitars. And then I realised I was basically Nigel Tufnell. <laughs> <laughs> the sustain. Look, it's famous for its sustain. <laughs> uh, I need to watch Spinal Tap again.
1: don't know if I've ever watched it all the way through. Oh, I've seen classic. lots of... Yeah, it might be one of those films where I've seen the entirety of it in pieces.
0: Do you ever see that documentary about Anvil, which is basically Spinal Tap, but real? No. Never heard of it. Never heard uh, of Anvil. They were some moderately successful like metal band, as in they were in the same kind of circles as like the big four, but weren't as big, obviously. You know, in the 80s, and then they disappeared. <laughs> the the and medium a... five? <laughs> yeah, they were in the medium five. Who are the big four? Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth. Maiden
3: Slayer,
0: mm. I can't remember. Iron Maiden, I don't. I don't think they're a part of that. I think they're earlier, even aren't they, Iron Maiden? I mean, obviously, Maiden are eternal.
1: <laughs> they
3: just... Yeah, they're all they're eternal. Yeah.
0: Anyway, but yeah, spinal tap is so almost too subtle
3: <laughs> a satire.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it can be at times. I think it's. I think I was introduced to my my first encounters with Spinal Tap were when I was a bit too young, if you know what I mean, and just yeah. didn't get the, uh, get
0: the joke.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, and just thought, this is just some documentary.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Because they went the other way and just made it a band <laughs> after that point. Didn't they? <laughs> yeah,
1: I think that might be what confused me or something. Yeah. I, I,
0: like I think I was vaguely aware of Spinal Tap actually as a music venture.
3: Because of course they play. were on
0: The Simpsons in that episode. Because one of them is in is is in The Simpsons, Harry Shearer, Sure, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Mr. Burns. It is Mr. Burns, isn't it?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah. He plays. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, because he was on Buzzcocks once, Harry Shearer.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> as a legitimate <laughs> rock star, as well as <laughs> voice of Mr. Burns.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Most important. I don't know which is more important. Probably Mr. Burns <laughs> Yeah, probably <laughs> no, Mr. Burns. this is
0: final taps pretty good.
1: I uh talk about watching things. Finished off that One Division, you? Yeah, me too. Uh, Thoughts? I mean it it takes a hell of a left turn. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. It's kind of like just like, oh, well, that was a little bit out of nowhere. Wasn't it already starting from a left turn? <laughs> that was like oh, point. <laughs> okay, kind of, but I mean, I, I, I get what they were, they were trying to achieve, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, put that character back into sort of comic book territory. Yeah. Minor spoilers, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and it's 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 interesting, and they leave a lot of questions open still. And it's like it's it's one, you know, it's not going to get a season two. Let's
0: put it that way. will no. be. I was um, just thinking that this this kind of mini series format is probably the closest you can get to like a one shot comic, like a graphic novel. Yeah, right? it actually makes sense. And if a they just keep doing form,
1: this, a slightly longer form film, like yeah. in, like well, and obviously the episodic structure worked because of the whole. The episodic structure of at the, the start, meta, yeah, yeah.
0: Thing about it, but I have to admit, I enjoyed the weird meta episodes at the start more than the end. But that's just me, I think. Yeah, well, the last—I
1: mean, I liked the middle the best, honestly, as there was the sort of interweaving going on between mm. the two setups, between the show and between the outside world trying to get in. I liked—I liked that bit more, mm. like towards the end where they're getting into all like standard exposition and well a lot of exposition basically <laughs> and then and then as i said there's this sudden left turn into like oh right okay <laughs> i did i didn't actually see that stuff coming it was it was just a bit out of nowhere the
0: clue's in her name right
1: <laughs> uh, i know but i'm not familiar with that side <laughs> yeah, of it of Marvel, particularly. I
0: mean, she's technically like Magneto's daughter and a bunch of shit like that. Like, she's an ex man woman, right? Isn't she, Scarlet Witch? She's a uh, mutant. Yeah, technically. Which doesn't exist in the MCU yet. Although yeah. <laughs> now that it's foreshadowing. Yeah, but I think the most probably the most annoying, not for me, but for my um, flatmate who's more of a comics fan and more of a, a more of a superhero movie fan than me, is it was a bit of a fake out in the end with the actor for her brother or whatever
1: oh man that was genius like i didn't peg it actually a gnome pegged it of all like she was like i'm pretty sure she got very confused basically and multiple points throughout this between like this and fox's x-men or which they now call legacy marvel by the way on on disney plus they call the whole x-men timeline legacy marvel
0: what do they call the spider-man movies like the sam raimi ones are they legacy i don't know
1: because disney i guess haven't got that still
0: Okay, but the, I thought there was going to be more to the crossing. I thought it was going to be the start of like a, you know, cross universe thing where they just use their insane, you know, use their insane muscle to just bring in freaking you know, Hugh Jackman and shit, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Or, but no,
1: no, I think I think they'd have to totally recast what they do with X Men from here.
0: Yeah, but the thing is though. They are supposedly doing it. They're rumored to do it, be doing it with Spider-Man, right? Supposedly, well, Turn the whole multiverse fire. thing. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. there's
1: there's two multiverse films coming up. There's yeah, this, there's Spider-Man three and the next Doctor Strange is going to be right. exploring uh, all of that. Right, and we know
0: that Wanda is going to be in Doctor Strange. Yes, we do. And it was supposed to Doctor Strange was supposed to come out like the month after the end of One Division, but it all got screwed up by by COVID. Yeah, uh, but. I thought it was going to be the start of a multiverse thing where they'd bring in all actors from previous... Because like, they already did at the end of... Although no one thought about it at the time, but at the end of the previous Spider-Man film, there was a post-credit tease where they brought in the same guy playing J. Jonah Jameson as the Sam Raimi films, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Which yeah. was
0: awesome. I mean, who's going to play that apart from J.K. Simmons?
1: <laughs> I know, I know. You, you, the problem is, yeah, he's somewhat unbeatable. That's yeah. the problem. I mean, I... I didn't they They actually brought him in to do the Spider-Man games Was that him? as well? I, I think I
0: think it, they actually brought him in. It can't be him doing those things in. It can't Because there's too much, like... Because he's constantly chiming in on the radio, isn't he? That's too yeah, much yeah. Voice well, it's his, pod, a it's his podcast. Yeah, that in, can't in the be games. J.K. Simmons. Fact check. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that needs a fact <laughs> check.
0: I don't think he'd do that. That would be too long in the voice booth for... for the actor of his stature. <laughs> Pray silence for the fact check. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. We'll come what back do you think, Zach? <laughs> I don't
2: think I would recognise it
0: that well. His voice—I think his voice is quite distinctive, isn't it, Jakey Simmons?
2: Well, yeah, I mean his voice is, but I don't yeah. think I'd be able to tell as easily from a video game no. interpretation.
0: No. You'd tell if he was rushing or
1: dragging. Mm. Well, yeah, and they probably would have credited him. Apparently, there's, there is no credit in the game. Mm.
2: What for that voice entirely,
3: for or that, for him specifically?
1: No, just just for just for that voice. There is no credit. Weird.
2: <laughs> so maybe it wasn't. Maybe Ghost. <laughs> yeah. It.
3: That's
2: crazy. Bizarre.
0: Ah, uh, no, 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 okay. No, no
1: it's it's on INDB, um as Darren DePaul. Good he old went, uh, Darren
0: DePaul. Whoever that is, yeah. Mystery solved.
3: There we go. Not
1: JK. It was a pretty decent approximation, though.
0: Oh, yeah. You always find somebody fairly decent to do a, a half impression. <laughs> I was about to say, a
1: mustache. He might actually look a bit like J.K. Sims.
0: A little bit. <laughs> so I watched Man of Steel last night because... Um, oh, God, why? I put it on. That was bad. Why? That was bad. It's so bad. Well, I insisted got it and I was like, well, i got nothing else to do. But it was, yeah, it's bad. It's like it's not even... It's one of those films that I can't even, like, say is a good time bad. It's just... No, it's just boring. And just bashing you over the head with the. And it's annoying because, like, the cast are not bad necessarily. Like, I think he's fine, Henry Cavill. He's got no dialogue to work with at all. And, and like, Michael Shannon, I think he's always quite a fun baddie. Um, but, no. <laughs> well, apparently, Darren DePaul plays Reinhardt from Overwatch as well. So,
1: there ah, you go. There
3: you go.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have watched it because I was keeping my streak of only having seen Wonder Woman as the only DC film I'd ever seen. Apart, if you don't count, you know. I mean, you'd, you'd have done well camera. if you'd have stopped there. In yeah, fact. I know. <laughs> Damn it!
1: Because apparently that new Wonder Woman film isn't all that hot. Yeah, I haven't seen too. that. But. I
3: heard.
0: But that might be bad enough in, in a fun way. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it sounded really stupid. So that might be fun. I don't know. Whereas Man of Steel
1: is just... I I caught Gnome up on Endgame. As in? The film. She's seen it. We've now seen it. Okay, seen it. I'd already seen it, but yeah, we caught her up.
0: And it's like, (laughs) at the end of it, all she could really say was, that is a long film. (laughs) (laughs) That is a long film. Doesn't feel as long as Man of Steel, let me tell you (laughs) that.
1: No, I mean, yeah, it does the does that thing where it's like three hours long and still manages to hold you to the end. It's good. Yeah.
0: Well, that one has quite clear acts, doesn't it? It's got the really somber mm. first act, then it has the time heist, which is awesome. The middle act, <laughs> and then it has the crazy, the big battle third act. Yeah.
1: And the epilogue. And they, yeah. and they repeatedly don't take themselves seriously, which is standard, I suppose, for Marvel. But it's yeah, is decent.
0: That's America's ass. <laughs> and I'm quite looking forward to the key TV show after that. I mean, maybe it might be alright. I'm not sure. I mean, the next one's the Captain, whatever Captain Falcon. Falcon. No, sure <laughs>
1: Captain <your> Falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Falcon. That's a yeah, that's Falcon. a weird one, isn't it? Because he's he's never really seemed like a particularly strong. No
0: character in what they've done so far, so I don't know why. That's like the safe one, I think, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the weirdness of One Division and Loki. Um, so not so excited about that.
1: I was always kind of confused by how they treated Winter Soldier. You know, Bucky and all that. They kind of mm. he seemed like such a big deal at the start of the the MCU, or you know, that sort of middly bit, I suppose. Mm. And then they kind of just went, he's just sort of about now (laughs) you know
3: yeah i mean i can't can't even really
1: remember what his deal is like anymore because it just seemed to be came to nothing important in the
0: end because he was in the winter soldier obviously and in civil war right Mm. and then he ended up in wakanda chopping wood or something didn't he something like
1: that
0: Uh, i can't remember
3: I i can't yeah
1: there's a lot to remember there.
3: Yeah.
0: Well now they started retiring characters, so you'd have to remember so much. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like I was getting a little bit
1: of that whole they need to retire some stuff here. Like I watched the end of Disenchantment as well. Um Is not that... the end but the end of season oh, 3. Right. Um just the the Matt Grenning, not Futurama not Simpsons thing sort of fantasy land thing that he did it's, yeah. it's all right it's, it's it can be funny at times but it's not it's not nearly the hard the, the hitter that futurama is or stuff like yeah. that and it's it's it seems to be focusing on its storyline which then frequently doesn't make any sense or takes left turns into like other directions because they feel like it and it's just like all right what's going on now why that just just why <laughs> you're like you're trying to tell a story but i'm sitting here just going why constantly <laughs> mm.
0: So it's arcy, is it? I'm a little,
1: like, a little, but no arc seems to last longer than maybe a couple of episodes, and then they'll right. bring something back from a season ago, and you're like, "Wait, what? The, 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 you're coming back now?" Or well, they'll change their minds about what the secret society is all about, and it's, I don't know. I find it very hard to follow. <laughs> mm. and it's supposed to be a comedy romp,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> just a light-hearted thing. Yeah, I I, I've only seen the first few episodes of that, so I I didn't get into it yet. But maybe I'll give it a try. I like uh, the uh, you know the voice actress. What's her name? Abby Mm. from uh, Broad City.
1: And it's got Marcus Phoenix in it, you
0: know. Oh right, yeah.
1: (laughs) John DiMaggio of Bender fame.
0: Where have you gone, John
3: DiMaggio?
0: Anyway, should we, should we talk about games? Let's do some views. <laughs> yeah, what's going on?
1: Uh, I mean, in no particular order, I just want to hear Zach talk about that Pokemon thing.
0: Fucking Poke- mom.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know how much there is to talk about exactly. Because like, it was just, you know, teaser trailers at this point, apart from the Pokemon Snap thing, which is coming quite soon. But, uh, you know, there's not much to talk about in that either, because <laughs> it's Pokemon Snap. <laughs> We knew about that before, that it, right. Yeah, is, we knew about that before.
0: We knew about that before, but is Pokemon Snap Pokemon Snap? Like, is it actually just the N64 game, but, like, modern?
2: Well, I suppose that is the question. The question about it has always been, like, content. Yeah, yeah. Because so. <laughs> the N64 game was not big, that's for sure.
0: No, I don't know how they justified the cost of a whole N64 cartridge and all that stuff. Well, they like, <laughs>
2: could get away with that back then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> because,
0: because Pokemon.
2: Because, because Pokemon. Pokemon was yeah. like right, that, of it. <laughs> But now they're making, well, I mean, they're remaking Diamond and Pearl, which, I mean, obviously. I don't know why everyone seemed so surprised about that.
0: <laughs> Are they so just
3: remaking
2: it, was it, steadily in a wave? Yeah, they're just going through all of the games and remaking them at this point. Because right. <laughs>
1: what, what was the last one they did then? Was it Black and White, or?
2: Um, no, or was Black it and like... White will be after this. It was, um, they, was the GBA in... ones, right? Emerald and... I forget what the other Oh stupid... gold and silver. No, the, gold and silver the was the Game
1: Boy colour ones. Oh, they were... No, because it was only red blue, then they did gold silver. They and then the DBA the was... ones. Oh, Emerald GBA. And Ruby, right.
2: probably. Diamond. No, Diamond and Pearl no. are these ones. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Fifth that. generation. The D S ones. <laughs> yes. Original D S. So yeah, they're remaking that. Some people don't particularly like the slightly weird art style, but it's the same situation as the Zelda thing, I guess. So, like, they've remade pixel art into not pixel art, but kept, like, the proportions of everything weird and, like, chibi-esque.
1: Oh, have they? So they didn't think to just take the current Pokemon style then and just backport it like they did with Let's Go?
2: No. No. Weird. I mean, in the battles, it still looks like... Regular human people that they've done like how how the actual games were, whereas it's just, like you have a little what would have been sprites that fit in mm. a square.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean they've got like a *Link's
0: Awakening* treatment
2: yeah, on it? That's that's, it
0: uh, it's kind of weird how Zelda. I mean, we'll talk about the <laughs> the the Breath of the Wild rip, rip off one, but it's kind of weird how Zelda makes you know modern. 3D look really good, but it can also make a remake of a 2D tile-based game look really good, and Pokemon can't manage either.
2: <laughs> well, maybe. I didn't think it looked that terrible. The the, the remakes. Yeah, the yeah. Diamond Pearl remake yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, Probably, I, I think i need to see more of it to actually be sure about that. And also, I mean i don't remember how well the ds1 ran but hopefully it runs better (laughs) regardless the 3ds1 was the one that i you definitely recognize that that one struggled in places maybe Mm. because they tried to do too much where it was just like you had triple battles where it's like six pokemon at a time (laughs) but not in diamond and pearl hopefully that will just i mean it's not sprites any longer that's the risk (laughs) Right. But I mean it's a way more powerful hardware than the DS. <laughs> so it should be totally fine, for God's sake.
0: So what yeah, game but... with three D modelled Pokemon has the most Pokemon? Is it is it Sword and Shield?
2: No, because they no, took no. them all out. It would yeah, be X yeah. and Y, I guess. Or well, X2 Y2. I did those actually add any more? I don't even remember. I haven't, I haven't a clue. You're asking the wrong person. Mm, yeah, I don't remember whether they did or not. But yes, those were the last games before the culling, obviously.
3: <laughs> the culling.
2: I'm just imagining like a <laughs> pile of Pokemon in the open world area now, just all burning. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> they haven't quite got round to DLCing them all back in yet. But maybe well, they, they, they won't, because now they're going to make this new other game. So what, was what is Arceus?
0: about the complete Pokedex. What was what was it called? When people complaining it didn't have all the Pokemon. I
1: don't know. Old decks.
3: Dex, Dex. Something like know. that. Something something decks, yeah.
2: wasn't it? Yeah, it was something Dex, wasn't well, it? Well it's always been called the National Dex. Oh the National, the national Dex. Dex, okay. Yeah.
0: But there's multiple nations, aren't there, in in Pokemon land, a uh, Pokemon world?
2: Well, yeah, but that's why it was always weird because even since like gold and silver, you literally went to basically another country. Yeah, <laughs> different regions. Well, least. okay, it was actually, I suppose, technically regions of the same country in the Pokemon world. In that because, uh, one, they were both Japan yeah. essentially. Yeah, and they were actually connected, like, like they were By phys- a railway. physically yeah. next to each other,
0: right? In that one.
2: But yes, and then you went to other theoretical countries, but it's always you've got the, the national, national Dex. Dex.
0: Okay.
1: Are, they all, are these like states, do you reckon, of like a America like country?
2: Or well, well, maybe, in, they, maybe right. in the Pokemon world they just don't have actual countries any longer. It's all just one big
3: country, but <laughs> the, different regions. The world yeah. government of Pokemon.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, Ark arc to what? Breath of the Wild Rip I was is, it,
2: is it Arceus or Arceus? Legends. Well, whatever. <laughs> However you want to say it. But yes, they're making them. They're making the game that they should have made with Sword and Shield, except they still don't seem to actually be doing a good job of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it looks well bad. <laughs> Something about the I grass. haven't seen the
2: trailer. To like talk me through it. Well, the one thing that's noticeable, but like, well, there's a lot of quick cuts, so it kind of you know tries not to focus on anything for too long. But there's a really weird. I can't tell whether it's like some kind of. Extremely harsh LOD on the animations or whatever, but like when things get slightly far away, they turn like low frame rate. <laughs> so, like, you can see the Pokemon animation just like running at like way like two frames. Yeah, that's,
1: that's not an uncommon LOD approach.
2: Yeah, but it's like it seems to be like a really close line where they've started doing that, so it's like quite noticeable. It's not like they're really far away.
1: <laughs> what if they, well, Presumably, they're they're trying to take what they'd learned from the open world area on Sword and Shield, which you know ran like garbage. Yeah, um, and are trying, trying to be make like, okay, as many co- savings can, can, as they can.
2: Yeah, how can we un unmess this up? On the plus side, there seems to be like better battle animations. I'm not, I haven't looked at it enough, and they um, you know don't show enough of it to be like you know, are there more than two animations type of thing? But if they if they if they're, if they are still using generic animations, they're definitely doing a better job of hiding it in this one. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it seems like the game they should have made, except they still haven't succeeded fully. <laughs> but then the question is, If not, they spoke to
1: Nintendo or whatever and be like, can we borrow the Breath of the Wild engine? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they haven't
0: borrowed the Breath of the Wild engine. <laughs> no, that's fairly clear. <laughs>
1: oh yeah i see what you mean sorry i'm watching it now i see what you mean there's one there's one shot like which looks like a battle type thing and the yeah the frame, the frame rate in the distance looks really odd and it's not
2: but it's not that far it's like no, 10 meters yeah. it's like quite close there's when they're running around in the open world catching pokemon there's a couple of the shots where it's like that pokemon looks like it's barely animated at all it's just like jiggling in like frame steps
1: <laughs> yeah it is, it is strange I don't I mean, wonder feel- how much saving you actually make with, like, animation LOD like that. Mm, yeah,
2: because it's not like the model is less detailed, or maybe it is too, but... I mean, yeah, it probably is. But... <laughs> you know, this is clearly... Well, I, I was about to say this is clearly really early footage, but presumably this game is going to come out next year, <laughs> because oh, that's what Pokemon does.
0: It doesn't inspire confidence,
2: I have to say. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean basically every time every, pretty much everything that the pokemon company keeps showing you just compare it to how good shit looks in pokemon snap which is not made by the pokemon company yeah and you're like yeah what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you have to
1: pokemon snap is a very much a constrained you know it's, it's a rail shooter
2: <laughs> sure but <laughs> like, like even just the models like, look better
1: <laughs> yeah but then don't have to worry about rendering quite so far. They can use tricks to hide what's in the distance because they don't you don't have to go there. Um doesn't have to be an LOD, it can just be good art design.
0: Um I don't know. It just there's no point making excuses for them. They have basically infinite resources, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the resurgence of Pokemon after ever since Pokemon Go came out whatever. It's still pretty I mean, big. In some ways, fair play, they actually trying to do this, right? Well, yeah, but they they said they were trying to do it with, with, with some of the Sean shield, and they didn't. That was a lie, though. They were just porting a 3DS game.
2: Yeah. don't. I, I don't think they've really said much about this game yet.
0: No, I suppose not. But you can tell by the title it's not a mainline Pokemon game, right? Why no. would they call it... Le- maybe. legends or
1: pokemon legends well maybe to separate it right from yeah. so you're not just playing a pokemon game you're playing
2: a well legends i mean game. this may be the this may finally be the time to escape the two games problem right and just make the one game <laughs> since the since it already seems to be implying that there's like there's just going to be a limited selection of pokemon because of story reasons i guess yeah. like it's in the past or whatever <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess that could make sense. You reset it by going to a a different time period or something, or a different region again. Although,
2: it, again, they like the, they showed the free starter Pokemon and so it's like from completely different generations of games. And it's like then you're getting then you've sort of come into that problem the opposite direction, where it's like but these Pokemon didn't exist <laughs> mm. when we were last here in this region. These Pokemon didn't exist. Now, in the past, they do. I mean, maybe they went extinct or something. Who knows? I'm sure they'll explain it thoroughly. I can't believe they've got canon problems in frickin' Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, their canon problems are just like that they they keep having no reasons for things happening. (laughs) It's not that they have, like, competing reasons. It's just like they never talk about it and it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Zelda problem, right? Kind of. Except, like, Zelda isn't meant to be in continuous most of the time.
0: Although they did at one point say that it was, <laughs> which was stupid.
2: Yes. Uh. So, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it looks like it should be the Pokemon game that should have come out first on the Switch. <laughs> and if only they hadn't made Sword and Shield and spent the time they... Made sort of working on this game instead, it probably would have been better, like the game you wanted. <laughs> wow. But no,
3: it they have to keep checking like, out more Pokemon games.
1: <laughs> it, makes, it makes me wonder what their like development structure really is. It's like, are they a big team? Are they a small team? Or is their team just so, has to be so focused on doing the art for all of the Pokemon because there's so many of them? That they can't, that they don't really get around to having enough members
2: working on, I don't know, the engine bits. Well, I mean, it seems like engines have always been their problem, essentially. Like, you, like I said, when the 3DS game ran badly, you're just like, why? <laughs> I mean, let's just hire some people who have worked with Unreal. Let's, let's go.
0: I mean, that's what they did for Ling's Awakening. That's an Unreal
3: game.
2: Yeah, I, I think we. I, like, when we were talking about it with Sword and Shield, it's just like, why does the Pokemon company not just, like, get some help from Nintendo? Because <laughs> surely yeah. Nintendo wants Pokemon to sell well. You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> why would they not? Nintendo loves money. So we'll see about that. But, you know, at least everyone can be in- infused about Pokemon Snap for a, a minute or two. Because <laughs> that's probably how long that game will last. <laughs> <laughs> When's hey, that coming look, out? Like June, I think. Sweet. I'm
1: not. I'm not going to knock the short rail shooter. You know, uh, the, the, there is there is merit to making something that's like an hour long, but like hugely replayable.
2: As long as it doesn't cost sixty quid.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one because I'm such a fan of, of something like Lilith Wars that I still don't think anyone has really made something like that, or as good as you know the Star Fox and lila the Star Fox and lila wars like with its with there's so many possibilities that that thing offers um you know to encourage you to play it like 20 or 30 odd times and it's like i don't
2: know snap could do that maybe yeah
3: it but... could.
2: i mean it, it had elements of that in the original like you know, triggering the different routes and everything but it was still quite small
1: yeah, I mean, it's they tried it in Becker zero original, as well, which just was right. I mean, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Like Unless they're going to sell it for like 10 bucks.
3: Yeah. Which they won't. Well, Maybe on. there'll be two Jigglypuffs.
1: <laughs> and you need to get them both. I mean, the first game didn't have the full roster, did it? No. No. It was was a limited set. It didn't have the national decks at the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it it never was going to. No. And this one's never going to either. (laughs) Obviously, because that would be over a thousand.
1: (laughs) I mean, that would be some replayability if they did that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But you just have to pick the Pokemon
0: that look cool. How do you even create you environments yeah, that, that would suit all thousand of those stupid Pokemon?
2: Well, that's the thing about Pokemon is like a lot of the different groupings just get shoved into generic environments. Where it's like you go in a cave. All, <laughs> the, all the poison Pokemon <laughs> turn up in the industrial areas. Right, <laughs> so yeah. like. Because they're
1: hardy to it. Is that the idea? They're hardy yeah, they to guess. industrial waste. or well, they like eating
3: it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tasty human poison. So that's pretty much all it was out of that Pokemon it's thing. Pokemon. There was a couple of other things, but not anything nearly as important as the three actual games, I guess.
1: <laughs> you don't want to talk about Post Malone, then? <laughs> no, not really.
2: <laughs> that's the correct response. <laughs> I mean I guess it's the 25th anniversary but that's like at this point I feel like all these anniversaries are just like no one cares about any of them now it's, it's like oh it's, it's Sonic's some... 35th anniversary who, who, I mean they don't care about that apparently
1: <laughs> yeah they still haven't done anything about that disappointingly <laughs> I guess they kind of writ it, wrote, writ it, wrote it off because of um, Covid maybe yeah. like, eh. 35 ain't no thing 35 shouldn't really be anything, though. It's well, no, five. all these fives number.
2: have been completely ridiculous. Yeah. Even even the Mario ones it's just like, I mean, come on, at least stick with the tens. Or, you know, make up other bullshit like you and Luigi to fill the gaps. Yeah, yeah, Luigi. You of Luigi
1: never ends.
0: Right. conferences. Yeah, let's talk about that PlayStation state of play. State of play. Which they're all just using the Nintendo Direct format these days,
1: to an extent, I don't think these state of plays have work work quite so well for Sony as they do for nintendo no there's there's something I don't know, I struggle
0: to remember the state of plays It's just a bunch of trailers like barely tied strong together, really. they don't even have someone present oh, they do them, have a they do really? have a voiceover lady, yeah, yeah, but you can't see them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can't see them in every Nintendo
2: thing either
0: mm. Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Yeah, but the Nintendo voiceover dude is like super unmemorable as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they're often like the the problem with that structure is they often waste a lot of time just being like, here's the trailer and now someone will tell you exactly what the trailer just said. And it's like, this game will be on Switch and
0: it's like, You reckon?
1: <laughs> so
0: did anything stand out at all from the trailers that they showed all in a row?
1: <laughs> I mean I mean it's we've got to talk about the uh the, the Final Fantasy VII thing, right?
0: Yeah, that was the the, the final thing they showed, I guess. So yeah. was, I guess Remake
1: integrade. integrate,
0: Intergrade.
1: Which is actually the DLC pack. It's not just the name for the PS5 version. Uh, like yeah. Intergrade yeah. is the DLC.
0: Can you get that on PS4, then? Presumably.
1: Um, Maybe not. I think. I don't know if they... I said, actually. That's a good point. Probably. I, I'd be no surprised a if a they did <laughs> Yeah, You
0: wouldn't even buy one.
1: I'd be very surprised if they didn't, but yeah, like no, integrate is a is supposedly what Yuffie was doing was doing whilst everyone the rest of Avalanche was dicking around in Midgar.
2: But that's like, I mean, if we're going back to the actual Final Fantasy Seven story, it's like that's before they meet her, I guess.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, but so I don't think there'll be any crossover there, and they didn't suggest there was, but it's like. Yuffie, sorry. Yuffie, as she's a uh, now <laughs> Yuffie voiced. Um uh yeah, she she at least is aware of Avalanche and is trying to, you know, the storylines about her ninja crew to be trying to do something about them or with them or something.
2: Yeah, I forget what was it, cuz it's the other country in the Final Fantasy Seven world and they don't like Shinra, either, right? <laughs> cuz Shinra started a war against them, I think. I barely re- remember that because it's it's very like glossed over in the five hundred and seven story. <laughs> the whole other country that with the ninjas. There was an explosion. No, that's that's <laughs> not that country. Actually, I not think that might be a third country that that happens in. Right. <laughs> but yes, I mean. It is fairly ridiculous that we're now we're getting DLC for an episodic game. This is getting kinda of dumb. I mean, yeah, but what did
1: you expect, honestly? It's like it'll be if Kingdom Hearts 3, you know, the last Kingdom Hearts game is getting DLC. Um that's not DLC. the same.
2: Kingdom Hearts games are technically standalone except they just have this ridiculous story that ties them all together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, and
1: also PS5 version, you know, mm. get get that sixty frames per second. Yeah, I mean, I, I was hard pressed to see differences in some of their side by sides, like some like, texture detail, and I'm like, really? I and mean, it if looks, they fix it looks, the... looks kind of the same. And then they were like, like the problem with uh, the hair, the or, something, hair the... or something, and it's like, oh, the hair actually does look good. <laughs> the hair is slightly improved. <laughs> and then volumetric lighting because everyone loves volumetric lighting. you want your
3: fog? We got it. Did you want fog? (laughs) Not particularly.
1: Well, tough. You're going to get your fog.
0: (laughs) Just wasn't that the problem with the original... Uh, Not the original game, but the original remake... (laughs) Was, <laughs> the original remake yeah <laughs> was a lot of it looked good but some areas just the, for some reason didn't have as good assets or like the junkyard area didn't have good textures whereas the opening of the game looked really good
1: i mean maybe i mean that wouldn't surprise me i mean that's the same sort of you could say that about any game you're you're always going to find spots where it's just like this yeah. isn't quite quite up i just to heard that was like
0: quite a particularly inconsistent game is it, is it really yeah. obvious yeah, well, that's what I'd, I'd seen in reviews and heard, so if they fixed any of that, that would be good because oh. I played the demo and it looked great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm worried the, the, that the rest of the game doesn't.
1: The demo's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, well, we'll all get to find out because it's currently free on PS Plus. Da-da-da-da! <laughs> and they announced that the upgrade to PS5 is free as well, oh, which is good. somewhat unusual on PlayStation. There's not been a lot of that. Um. No smart delivery for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll make that work. Maybe, you know, maybe now it's worth holding off until I get a PlayStation, and then we play it in lovely sixty frames per second. I don't know.
0: Yeah, what you're going to play in your Series X in in the meantime?
1: Well, in fairness, we might end up playing Final Fantasy on the Series X. I don't know. It's rumoured that, <laughs> that, that 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 this stuff may actually turn up there before oh, long.
0: That's cool. That's
1: cool. Depen- we don't really know what kind of deal they've got with Sony, I don't think, but like it's it's rumoured that it might be one of those one year exclusivity deals. Interesting. In which case, we're getting pretty close. That means.
0: And then for the rest of the Sony um, state of play,
3: well, I mean, there was a Loop trailer that yeah, was a trailer had some for
0: cool stuff music. that we already knew about, like Deathloop, yeah. and, and Ken and Size or whatever,
1: yeah. Keener, as I it said, it's not Kenna, it's Keener, oh, <laughs> like Kina. Yuffie. It's
0: Keener, <laughs> Yuffie Keena.
1: Okay, um, um yeah. I, I mean, that thing continues to look incredibly impressive visually,
3: yeah.
0: What it'll play. Um,
1: like.
0: I,
3: know. I'm not, I, I mean,
1: I look at it and I think, like, okay, there's some good stuff here. It looks like they're, they are pulling from classic Zelda combat, like Ocarina of Time style combat. Hmm. Um, and I think, all right. That that seems cool, but then like every area in the game we've seen is it's been some kind of convenient clearing in the woods. Like what happens in between? It's like are we? I don't know. That, I think I think that's slightly missing. But hey, I did notice that at one point it did look like she Zed targeted, and you know the bands at the top and bottom of the screen <laughs> closed in, look and massive. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get that cool. get that focus letterboxing going on.
0: What else? Uh, Solar ash. I thought that looked quite interesting from the Hyper Life Drifter people. Although, how they'll make a, a full, a full title? Yeah, skate on the clouds. Yeah, it looked almost a bit sonicky the way that she, the character was kind of, you know, hyper speeding down ring <laughs> lines of rings <laughs> or whatever.
1: Yeah, were they rings or those sort of weird blue uh, old things? Yeah. Yeah, I guess like the blobules guide you to where you're supposed to be, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it was like um, it wasn't the best like 3D showcase ever. No. So, but it's nice that they're giving some giving some time to what you could could consider a, as a more way more of an indie title. Yeah, true. You know, more for by by the, the standards of the state of plays. Um, so that's good. Also, Hyperlight was decent in concept, but I don't know. My problem with Hyperlight was like, like, and, and I never felt like I really grasped its story. But that was kind of the point, right? The whole world was, was right. bizarre and like abstract and vague, and you never really knew what was going on. Yeah. So like, but I'd like a little bit of knowledge, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, yeah, I worried that this is, might go that direction as well. And a bit, but and, and a bit of me thinks it's like, oh it's a bit of a shame they lost their pixel art style to an extent because it w- it did look cool. It was a good style. I wonder if they've kept disaster piece on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah.
1: I mean and then they did Returnal, you know, which looks more like Returnal. I mean that game looks fine. And, you know, i generally I generally like what Housemark puts out puts out, but I'm not sure I get why they did the whole Silent Hill angle on it. <laughs> Like, there's my house in this
3: place.
1: Mm. I'm sure a fridge will dangle from the ceiling at one point. I don't know.
3: Bit odd. I thought that
0: Kung Fu thing, Sifu, whatever looks potentially interesting, although it was more cutscene than game, I think. Uh, you know, it looked like it had a nice art style. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to know what that actually is. Is it like a, uh, it like I don't know, like a super hot or something? Where it's like here's a combat scenario, get through yeah. it, move yeah. on.
0: Yeah, because it's like fighting down a corridor. <laughs> that would be a bit cramped for a three D camera.
1: Well, unless you I guess I guess unless you fix the camera in a yeah in a spot, or not like fixed, but like have it in a certain yeah. perspective. So which might be what they do
3: Sifu I think
0: that's most of what I wanted to say about the Sony uh... yep anything-
3: I
1: with that. Uh, what else we got uh, other Sony news uh, Destruction All Stars will be coming out soon on if not already on PlayStation Plus and thankfully they dropped that whole this is going to be a next gen $70 title it will be $20 rejoice
0: Oh, brilliant.
1: I think they sort of, you know, look, I'm assuming the people that, that are making it sort of looked at the market and were all like, well, hey, Rocket League's free now, what do we
2: do? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except it took them, like, several attempts to get to that point, apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: think that game's made gold. by, it's made by, like, someone who's done, like, good car games in the past or something, so it's... Can't remember. Anyway, uh, talk about other stuff. They might be trying to get right. Those Halo Infinite put out some new screenshots. Oh yeah. And if that, I mean, they didn't put out any video footage, so who knows how real this, how much it is. But they do look improved. Oh, that's good. Over the, um, um, I mean, improved in a sort of like
0: the lighting (laughs) and
1: stuff. Yeah, like. Not so much like in shadow, I guess, like most of that demo was. So, you know, there'll be. Want to see some video of it, though. Naturally. Uh, What else we got? Uh, Artifact 2 has
0: been cancelled. Or well, they're stopping on work. Was it? Is it cancelled, or is it? Yeah, I think it's cancelled, like uh, fully on Looking at the numbers, uh, at their improvements to the first artifact, and they're not seeing enough to justify I carrying think that's on.
1: Wise, it's like do you uh, like? I don't know. Is the whole card game thing correct done right now? Yeah, like, what's it's Half going stone with? and half stone. Rune terror. Have they just taken it over? And like, it doesn't seem nearly as much of a talking point anymore.
3: No,
0: I don't hear anything about. Even Hearthstone. I don't
2: no. think necessarily the card game situation is the problem with artifacts. I think it was just a bad one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too,
0: because <laughs> uh, they hyped it up and like we got Richard Garfield.
1: <laughs> and you know, it's Dota. Everyone loves Dota. Yeah. Nice try. Uh, uh. Well, a few more cancellations going on it. Uh, Vampire, the Masquerade, Bloodlines too. Oh, that's a tongue twister um is now on i mean it's not cancelled but it's on hold because paradox have removed the developer from the project
0: right <laughs> i Who's mean this game this game? game
1: has been in development for a long time now yeah that's true <laughs> um and maybe paradox lost patience i don't know who knows what's going on there um but still that's a that's a that's a move <laughs> We're not cancelling it. We're just getting an entirely different studio in to make it. It's like um, my brother and I were talking I about this sort four. of the
3: other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was, was, were, my brother and I were talking about this sort of indirectly the other day. We were talking about fighting games and like like I was because I was surprised to see that Skullgirls got an update the yeah. other day. And it's like, hang on a minute, Lab Zero closed. Who the hell are working on it now? And it's like, yeah, it's been it's been taken over by another dev dev studio, mm. um, and it's. um yeah, and it's getting updates now, and like a new character dropped, um, which apparently was from the mobile version of Skullgirls that they they'd always planned on bringing it over to the to the main version. And it's like, yeah, that's a uh, that's weird. And it was like, when when else has that happened? Where like in the, in the, like another studio has basically just been ousted, um, sort of when a game's out. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, Killer Instinct, that kinda happened, right? Because Amazon bought double helix. Um and then Iron Galaxy had to take over.
2: Well, oh, we talked about it very recently, the the um the situation with planetary annihilation where they gave it over to a community dev group.
1: Right, yeah. That's even weirder. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway, that was
1: a thing. Uh, More cancellations. Anthem 2 or Anthem Next. No longer a thing. (laughs) They've They've decided to pull the plug. I mean, probably a good idea. Because, like, honestly, how much money were they expecting to make out of... I mean, it's taken them so long. Mm. Like, at this point, it's like, uh, who cares about Anthem 1? And also, like they were, they were planning on putting this out for free, right, for anyone that owned Anthem. And it's like, where's the money?
0: Yeah, how does it make sense? Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it meant
3: was hard to be
2: to all cosmetics, obviously. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> personally,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess put it out and have some kind of like, yeah, buy-in system,
0: make it a free-to-play game in some way. Maybe that was the plan. Um, I heard that they were gonna, EA were gonna make Bioware make. The next Dragon Age, like a, you know, a, a game as a service, but then they saw that they're having to close Anthem and that Jedi Fallen Order made a bunch of money, so they mm. let them just make a normal game.
1: Good. Yeah, the, the, I don't think the other part of this was like there's not there's not been any firings. I don't think they've like got rid of people as a result of this cancellation. They've moved them those people that were working on Anthem two onto Dragon Age and Mass Effect and Mass Effect projects. Yeah. Just make um, so, proper games again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's the thing. So I think it. By the way, clearly had a had a problematic few years, and it seems like, I, I, I want to hope that it sounds like they're they con- sort of consolidating back onto the right sort of path. If, I hope so. I like, mean, this is pro- this is good
0: news. Leadership, right? But. Because they let no,
1: but own. like this this seems like good news, right? Like it's like it's it's rare that I think a cancellation of a project seems like a good it's idea. Good, but, this, yeah. but this seems like a good idea.
0: Definitely. <laughs> Stop <laughs> with all the microtransaction driven bullshit and start making
2: goddamn video games. Yeah, yeah. And this this must be the last chance for Bioware, surely. <laughs> These next two games. I mean, you'd think if they fuck up Mass Effect as bad as Andromeda, Andromeda they, they, yeah. they've got to be done. <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: I guess. I guess I never really looked into what the bottom line for the Andromeda really was. It's like, how well did it actually sell? I guess it, its tail must have been bad because of all the bad
2: <laughs> press, but but like, what was its launch like? I feel like the launch kind of been great because there was a lot of preview. Like non-hype about it, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> anti-hype, <laughs> <laughs> filled with anti-hype.
1: Uh, what else we got? Uh, some uh, more, more bad news, I suppose, or weird, dev- weird industry news. Uh, the developers of Sunken City are suing their publisher because they claim their publisher, who I think is Nik- Nikon, um, uh, pirated the code for their own game they'd already had a disagreement with the, their publisher over something um, uh, causing the game to be pulled from some places but yeah it sounded like their their publisher decided to pirate the game so they could modify the code and modify the code in a way so they could then put it out on other platforms trying to cover their asses against them right. s- somehow and it's like the yeah the developers who I guess, own the IP still. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to sue. They sort of turn around and you're going, no, you can't do that. Um, yeah, and they've put out a number of posts detailing how that how they think it was done. It's, a, it's an interesting read, but it's like you can't get... I mean, if anyone cares about their software, you're going to get found out. <laughs> like don't even try it seems like if they did this this is like a properly stupid move like they it seems impossible that they were they weren't going to be called out for it
0: hmm. i mean ugh, i don't know maybe they're just hoping that the world will just move on <laughs> There's a lot of things they just <laughs> yeah. do, they seem to do things in a brazen manner that everyone goes what and then they just go oh talk about something else <laughs> never mind
1: yeah, well, it's not like the public were going to sue them <laughs> no. and finally Bomber cyber funk put our trailer well finally for me anyway unless someone else has got something to talk about but... I mean this thing is jet set radio as fuck
3: <laughs>
0: so what? what is it exactly <laughs> fill me in Team Reptile
1: Rush. the developers of lethal league <laughs>
0: Sounds too much like
2: bum rush.
1: <laughs> bum rush. Yeah. Before you get bum rush, I uh,
2: mean that yeah, does, team that is pretty much a description of the game because <laughs> <laughs> it's not skating any longer; it's running. No, literally bum rush. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So that's it's it's yeah it's the lethal league girl. He's making what looks like a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio Future, and good for them. For the, although we've only had tiny glimpses at it, it looks like they're nailing it. Sweet. Like even the even the graffiti looked cool. Like that whole system looked. He was like because he, he wall runs along the side of a of an L train, <laughs> just just so he can graffiti the side of it whilst it's moving.
3: So and is it, look, it like
0: parkour, like yeah, sort okay.
1: of. You can grind still. They're still grinding on your train. shoes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Sonic grinding, I guess.
0: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So the Ash grinding,
1: yeah. and you know, fresh beats from Hideki Naganuma,
2: of course. I mean, but only one track, presumably. Yeah,
1: and then and it won't be funky fresh beats this time, but...
2: unless that's <laughs> it in as well, maybe they could maybe yeah. relicense that and just put, put all the put the whole soundtrack to League in that game. Why not? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain. I mean, I'm interested to see whether they'll put like, an Easter egg for Lethal League in. Go oh, fucking just oh, put what, Lethal like... League in that game. <laughs> just Man, just have a side quest where you just go and play a game of Lethal League in the middle of... The, like It's like a demo of Lethal League built into the game. <laughs> Optional side quest. <laughs> I mean, I'd be
1: surprised if you didn't bump into the Lethal League characters at some point. I don't know. If and then people are like, how big is his hat? <laughs> why is his hat so that...
2: <laughs> maybe I mean, it doesn't seem like the same universe I wouldn't have said even though there's not much to base that off
1: <laughs> I mean like of League's visual style was kind
2: of already this anyway yeah so it's... visual style is not the same as like the Place it takes place, <laughs> I guess.
1: Oh yeah, like a uh, little little tidbit I picked up, like that that Spl- Splatoon three thing. Like yeah. that like desert town. It is a yeah. new town. It's not Incopolis anymore. It definitely oh, is somewhere okay. else. It's it's Splatsville. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> bad name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why would you want to go there? That's like going to like in terms of like the squid, isn't that like going to like Murderton?
2: (laughs)
0: Because how are you supposed to move around well I suppose they only move around in that paint anyway, don't they? Do they move around in
2: well, actually, it should it's be like walk. Oh, I was about to say it should be better, but I was thinking about it'll be better for not falling into water and dying. Yeah, because there's not much water about. <laughs> but it won't actually affect the ink in any way, because the whole—if you look at the lore of Splatoon you discover that the ink just gets eaten by bacteria, which is why it constantly disappears at the end of rounds. Mm. <laughs> yeah,
3: so it, it,
2: it's not it, getting it, washed away by rain or anything. It's actually like a bacteria that consumes all the ink. Yeah,
1: it's like a—it's a weird temporary <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> that must be stressful if you're a squid. I suppose you can just jump out and turn into a human thing. <laughs> I mean the where would ink is... come from. Yeah. Like
1: where does the where where does 'cause they have to they they can refill their ink in their own ink. So where does
0: Where does the initial stash of ink
1: come from? <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe there's another kind of bacteria that produces it, like a like a you know machine. Or what they call it. Neumann ma-
2: machine. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that that would kind of be the exact thing that you would expect from a, a Splatoon lore, is where it? Like it turns out, it was nanomachines all along. Yeah, <laughs> <Nanomachines>. <laughs> in this in this feature apocalypse.
0: It was grey goo, but it wasn't grey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was
1: brightly coloured. Is that all the news? Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. Did you want to talk about Microsoft Mesh? I'm kind of curious what's oh, going well, on with. Yeah, yes. What's going but, on with Hololens?
2: Yeah, well, I I assume it's just what they've rebranded Hololens is, although it looks slightly different. Although that could just be you know a more final version of what Hololens is. But yeah, they put out a, a fancy trailer of of you know examples of it working way better than it ever will actually work. <laughs>
0: Because I actually tried the HoloLens. It was weird because it, it was insanely narrow, right? Because I hmm. thought, I knew that it didn't have good peripheral vision or whatever. But not only is it was it narrow left and right, it was narrow up and down. <laughs> so you had to yeah. look through like a tunnel, basically, to see. Yeah, it's to a t- it, was, it. It, was,
1: it was always like, you know, they didn't hide it from it. It was like a tiny little panel in the middle of the screen, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um,
0: so, I mean, it was cool if you looked straight ahead. <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, this I, new trailer is definitely trying to sell the hologram aspect some more. It does it like almost like the um, hologram in the Halo trailer, where that guy's looking at the hologram of his wife. It has that oh, same right. kind of like oh, yeah. dotted aesthetic. <laughs> hmm. Except happy. they're trying to say that this is real, but who knows. But and then, uh, then later in the trailer, they do just show like here's someone who's not using that tech but just has like a 3d model avatar (laughs) it's like that's more realistic i'd say (laughs) more normal right okay
0: (laughs) that would be weird if like real uh, holograph what's it called hologram technology like just started immediately mimicking the the fictional stuff (laughs) instead of doing what it could actually do (laughs) Unless
2: it was actually like, unless it was the other way around. and like what they put into the Halo trailer was actually what they had at the time working right. in right. In, in, hot, in mesh. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know.
1: I don't know if mesh is the name of the hardware. Like yeah, it might just least. be like, like the it, sort
3: of
2: oh, you know, like
3: the, they're calling it a platform. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: calling it the platform, like across multiple devices. So I wonder if that's like, how you can. You know, it, like multiple like t- input devices, and uh, you know, maybe you can point your phone at things, and then it's like mixed reality there somehow. You know, that kind of stuff. I think it's like a whole new suite rather than just Hololens. Yeah, so Hololens might still be Hololens; it will just well, be, maybe like, better. <laughs> I mean, they're still using the word. They, they use the word "holoportation" on their page to describe like <laughs> sending yourself into someone else's uh, lounge.
0: Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: And they very much look
2: still like hololenses. What they're wearing, mostly. Just a slightly better version of them. <laughs> a few year of iteration. But you know, it's about time they actually. Put that out or something, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it's been around for so long and it kind of faded so much into the background. It's like have they just given up on it? Nobody knows.
1: I mean, they are cool, but like, I think of the practicalities of a lot of this stuff. It's like <laughs> you still need a table <laughs> if you're gonna, or a physical space in which to work
2: if you're going to have one of these.
0: Yeah, you need a physical space.
2: I mean, it might not have to be that. Big of an effort, like dep- depends how how it exactly works. But I can, you you know, even in my room, it's like you just put a white sheet on the bed, and know you, you've got a flat <laughs> surface. Basically, <laughs> you've got a no, large guess, flat surface yeah. that you can stand next to.
1: I don't know what they're showing here in this part of the video where she's wearing some kind of like, is it like, like glove? I guess this mesh actual mesh i'm not um, sure that's later. That, like, like,
2: i think that's just like she's learning to use a prosthetic and that's just like made... do
1: you reckon it's a prosthetic like i wasn't sure if well, it was they show like, a doctor on, like, put... <laughs>
2: yeah i wonder if it was like
1: some sort of remote physiotherapy or something that they were using it to track her actions well maybe but the, like, in, like the device. way
2: that they're talking about her mo- like putting the fingers together is a very sort of prosthetic like learning to use the the mechanical controls yeah i the, guess the, the fingers mesh
1: i don't know i bet me likes the there's always liked the idea of having a hololens setup just to not not particularly for the like oh i want my table to be like tony stark's fake model science <laughs> project um but uh, you know just the idea of like having extra information around a screen maybe like so i could that like you can have like extra screen space. Like your screen is for your for your, for the stuff you want to be looking at, but around it you can have all these like crazy other things. It's like my your Skype could actually be like a physical phone or something on your desk. <laughs> It'd just be like, there you go Extra screen real estate
2: just by looking around. Or you just get another screen.
3: <laughs> yeah, but then
1: you've still got to put that screen somewhere. Yeah, but then you still have to have space for all this holographics <laughs> in. Yeah, but you can you can put that over anything. That's the, that's the that's the thing. Like you can still have your. It doesn't have to look like a um like a cyberpunk disaster in your house.
2: So what you're actually worried about is not, not cluttering your space, rather than the actual technology. You just want you just don't, don't want Gnome to be annoyed by it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean you want not? all this stuff to be completely invisible to the outside, so she doesn't have to be annoyed.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd rather not have to buy like fifty odd monitors. I'd rather. D- have, like, a nice monitor and then other LEDs
3: to back it up. Makes sense.
1: Mesh. Although Meanwhile, calling it Mesh is annoying, actually. The more I thought about it, I thought it was a cool name at first, but then the more I thought about it, it's like Mesh Wi-Fi?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a thing now. Slightly overloaded, but you know, yeah. most things are.
1: Mesh. <laughs> Microsoft, meh.
0: And also, just their, apparently, the, just their Xbox controllers are having problems with the buttons. Oh, yeah. So it's not everyone has problems with their controllers. Apart from, I guess, the Switch Pro controller is fine. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: I've never heard, heard
3: anything
1: bad about that. I mean, I haven't crunched my new Xbox controller yet, so that's something. Yeah, that's good. I haven't but crunched
0: the, the left stick on it. It's apparently the face buttons that get potentially dodgy, and it's enough so that Microsoft has actually acknowledged it as a problem.
1: In fairness, I haven't crunched my repaired Xbox controller playing Rocket League yet on PC, but I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I, still, I prefer playing Rocket League with the 360 pads
3: mm.
0: than the Xbox then One Than the new,
1: than the new controllers. Yeah,
0: mm. there's, some,
1: there's something, there's oh, something about those 360 pads.
0: I need to try and get hold
1: of. Them.
3: Yeah. I told we just <laughs> I yeah,
1: told you Yeah. Yeah, Hardy. That's the thing. Just, well, there's, that a, there's, a level, there's a there's a level of solidity to the 360 pads that
0: is rarely found. And that's the news. Unless you want to talk about aliens, fire team. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Let's give over that one. Oh hey! Oh, there was something else.
1: Uh, Gearbox got bought by someone, didn't they, or did someone what? buy, or did Gearbox buy someone?
0: I don't know. I haven't heard that one, but that would be dramatic. Yeah, I think we missed it a while back, but yeah. So yeah, don't I don't know. I haven't got more than that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's find out for next time what the hell's going on with Gearbox. What's Randy Pitchford doing now? Uh yeah, Borderlands 3 developer Gearbox has been
1: bought for 1.3 billion by the Embracer Group. Whoever they're <laughs> Swedish based. They, they're going to hug them to death. <laughs> <laughs> the Embracer Group. Oh, it's it's the the parent company of THQ Nordic.
3: Right.
2: So, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Oh, right. like, I don't know why they they didn't get bought by Epic. Really, that seemed like that was oh, where that was going. I, I know the other news is
0: that, that Media Tonic got bought by Epic, right? Which means oh yes, that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> which means that Ho now works for Epic, which is quite funny. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, good good for them. It makes yeah. sense. Let's hope they just don't get turned into a Full Guys content farm.
1: I mean, they almost certainly will because Full Guys they were kind of already there. There you go, or at least that. Part of Mediatonic were really.
0: There, <laughs> yeah. Whether they the other part, making Murder by Numbers, etc., will survive, we shall see.
3: There's a third
1: game they put out pretty recently as well. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, yeah, good for them. Four Guys fits in with Epic's current model, though. Yeah, so it's, well, that uh,
0: inevitable next tech is Rocket Fall League guys star will go free. free to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fits. And that's the news. It's time for what you've been playing.
2: And we'll start with Zach this time, I believe. Well, it's been a slightly less complicated couple of weeks. (laughs) More focused. Um, Except I guess not because there has been a couple of weird things. So I guess we should start with those. Um, Start with weird. I like weird. I joined in with one of Rob's Open Transport Tycoon group (laughs) sessions.
1: Oh boy, did you? (laughs) Oh no, did you destroy... Not really. I uh, was like I third. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and as I said last time, those guys are kind of pro. So oh, fair enough. And I was I'm like
2: completely relearning everything as well because it'd been quite a while since I played. I was like, I mean, you did a way
1: experience. better. You did a way better job than me, who only just discovered that train signals need to be directionally faced. <laughs> that was the thing. So, like, they. I, make bet, I, spent, I spent the entire game struggling with my damn trains. <laughs> yeah, it like, was like. The, the map feel like smaller. halfway through the
2: day for me to go. Do I have to turn my signals around <laughs> to face the right way? The map was supposedly smaller to make people actually have to compete with each other a bit more, which you'd expect would mean like people would notice what other people were doing a bit more. But despite Rob continuously complaining about train six, <laughs> god damn it train kind of, like, six for like four hours or something. No yeah. one went to look at what he was doing, and then as soon as I looked at what he was doing, I was like, oh, yeah. And then at that when I went and looked at it, it was pretty much the exact moment when Rob himself realized it, where it's like, oh, you can turn the signals around, so the signals have to be facing the direction the train is well,
1: I, I mean, it, it, the, the, the I mean, this is the problem with like old-school UIs, I guess. It makes absolutely no indication that that's a thing. Like and it's one of the weird things where you click. Like the rest, most of the stuff in the UI, and you have to pick the direction of the thing you want to put on the board. Like when, you when put you're putting it down, down yeah. yeah, when you're putting down roads or stuff, you don't just drag a road out. You pick. Well, oh, I'm drawing a road in this direction and drag the direction out.
2: Like, unless you're using the specific tool that lets you drag in any direction, but. What? There's a tool that lets you do that? The little cross one. You've got the individual directions, but then, like the rails, you have the individual, like, track pieces where it's like, this is the diagonal button that only lets you place diagonals, but then there's the one where it's just, like, you just drag in a direction and it (laughs) draws it out. For
1: the love of... (laughs) Actually, I thought that was, like, you had to explicitly pick that, the the cross tool to build, like, crossroads. (laughs) Well, I mean, it does help with that, <laughs> <laughs> or or cross rails, like you know, to be like, I want to just have this as a as a proper crossing, not not like it, where trains can't turn or something
2: like that. Like, oh, but then the o- the other thing that clearly didn't help Rob in this situation was that because. Because they had at least told Rob to use the path signals, <laughs> which definitely
1: helped. They, they were everywhere, and they'd also told me like the correct locations in which to put them. It's like I'll put them outside your stations, yeah. And, and but things the, like that. But trouble the trouble
2: with the path signals is that the normal path signals trains are allowed to go through them backwards, but they don't count as like a stopping point on the signal like routing. So even though Rob's right. trains could go against the flow of the signals they weren't acting as signals because they weren't facing the direction the trains were going so that was why his trains always would like occupy huge lengths of track for no apparent reason yeah
1: because <laughs> i was because they have this thing like at least this there's this option you can turn on in open ttd where you can see like it will slightly darken bits of track that are, that a train has reserved for use which is so what it, the pathway signals are for Isn't yeah that, so, like, I, so I was watching
0: it. like a block sort like uh
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was watching it and going like, "Why is this train that is parked at a station just reserving the entire line for itself, <laughs> so no one else can move?" And it's like this makes no sense. There are signals everywhere. <laughs> how is it? How is it doing that? And then, and then, actually, what triggered me to think of this was I went and I can't remember whose it was, but I looked at some line and then I noticed that I noticed a signal with a a visual direct, pointing a direction, just like looking at the. The, the visual of it and i'm like i haven't seen a signal with that frame of animation <laughs> why have i not seen a signal to- oh god they're facing the wrong way <laughs> and and i have control like so it turns out you, you have to click the signal again to turn it around right which, which it doesn't the- show you when you place it no. no and there's absolutely no there's absolutely no indication
2: that that's a thing is there a tooltip if you hover over the signal? I remember the the tooltip that pops up there says stuff like "hold control to make to, the to other grade signals the, and that kind of stuff."
1: Or they normally have. Like, is it hold hold shift to see the price of it instead of yeah.
2: placing it? Yes, yeah. I don't know if that one does say "click multiple times or not," or whether that's just like inherent knowledge that you're meant to know about <laughs> transport taking.
3: <laughs> I Man,
1: if it did, I'd, t- I'd just yeah. It, if, if it's there, it, it completely.
2: Pass me by. So well, I, I mean, mo- I would you have even looked at that toolkit specifically for that? Because you wouldn't have known to look at it for a start. <laughs> no, but the weird thing was is like this is
1: like this only was a real a problem this time around. Like, yeah, that was time. what the I was last- curious
2: about because the game, this game, was the one where this happened. But Robin played this other game, and I was like, well, what happened in that? Yeah, game?
1: <laughs> the, the last time I played it, I was using signals in the exact same way, but uh, you know, without any knowledge of direction, and I didn't get into nearly as much trouble with the trains. They were all
0: they're all fine you're just placing them down the right way by accident
1: yeah maybe or maybe like my lines were separated enough in fairness my network was quite a lot more complicated this time um i had a lot of lot of industries that needed lines to cross over and things like that so proper signaling was important Mm. and i guess i'd abandoned my other things went badly for me this time like really badly it's like i couldn't like By the time, I mean, last time I played, I got the drop on everyone on the the seafront. Like, I started doing that before anyone else. And so I started making, a a caught up at one point on profit simply because I was doing the oil rig stuff before anyone else. But I didn't have that advantage this time Um, because none of the oil rigs turned up near me for starters. So I didn't see them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then for some reason, my boats weren't making money. And I didn't quite understand what that was about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can play that game as much as they do. They were
2: playing it again this weekend, and I'm like, nope, hard pass.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. It's That's like
2: happen. I. I feel like. Well, I mean, this is just how I always play. Tra- uh, Transport token is just like. I need less default map settings <laughs> to feel comfortable. I don't. I never like how the map generates in, in like base transport tycoon it's just too cluttered
3: Mm.
2: but then the trouble with making it less cluttered is it's not as good for multiplayer then because then you've you've got very limited options of like where you want to build where it's actually worth building if you've got much fewer industries and they're much further apart it makes you have to and and then that leads to problems of competition of like you can't if you you have to like commit to building something but you have to tell people that you're going to be doing that essentially because it's going to take so long that you're you're having to reserve destinations ahead of time and stuff. And I don't think I that's mean, how that how that's not a great plan in multiplayer really. You mm.
1: I mean, need somewhat
2: like, amount of chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a certain
1: amount. I mean the thin map did was interesting. It was an interesting idea. Um, i fortunately ended up like somewhat uncontested which is nice
2: yeah like
1: because um, it- i need it because i was still bottom of the table <laughs> even without competition so because I, I and i don't really understand like it's not like at the, at the point of the game like early on like even like my network wasn't exactly much smaller than any one of their else's but it was still making a lot less money and it's like before i even had train again <laughs> um yeah, there's, there's a lot about that game I don't fully understand. Um, even though it's a pretty simple game, <laughs> in, in some aspects. Yeah. I'd, I'd like a, yeah, there's, there's clearly tricks to it that I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, shout out to that crew. They do make that kind of fun, because they're, they're constantly berating each other. Bans. Yeah, there's a lot of bans. So it's, it's kind of fun, but I, I just can't dedicate myself to do it every weekend, <laughs> like that. Like they kind of are right now. I got a message saying someone had taken. They had played. They'd gone back to that map and had taken over my company just to replace my trains.
3: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> it was like I needed. To, I needed to upgrade your trains.
0: Needed <laughs> <laughs> you to point your signals the right way.
1: <laughs> well, I did all that you once did I learned that, it. Yeah. yeah, and then everything was fine. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, so that that was fun. There was that. But but I need to play other games. I need to finish other games for content for this cast.
2: <laughs> and then the other thing that I also played with Rob last week, there was a free weekend of Deep Rock Galactic, which is a game that has been on my wish list for quite a long time and I was but, always curious about.
1: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that, to be honest. It's, it was a good time.
0: What's it
2: called? Deep Rock Galactic. Yes. Yeah. It's about mining, kind of. <laughs> <It> sounds... <laughs> engaging so not really it's 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 basically like procedurally generated left for dead almost kind of yeah but with like mining also you're you're trying to collect the resources but then like you have to you know fight off the enemies while you're doing it (laughs) so you're trying to dig through this tunnel network
0: Right, because in Left 4 Dead you're moving constantly through the levels. Yeah. Do you do you have to like stop and mine a lot in this one?
2: Yeah, and the waves aren't the enemy enemies aren't quite such you know constant threats in this. Right. And also they don't well they do spawn waves, but they're much like sparser, or at least in the yeah, low yeah. difficulty levels. I'm sure when you turn it up, it gets a bit more crazy. Sure.
1: You get you get the little little bursts every now and then, but they're not they're not too bad. they you know they're not likely to kill you, and th- and then you get the swarm phases, which are a bit like the Hordes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you'll get, you'll get a, um, a more sustained burst of enemies.
2: But the real trick to it is, of course, the, you know procedural, procedural generation, where it's just like you're in these procedurally generated caves which can in, you know create its own problems to solve and you have these the four different classes of dwarves with their different tools for like navigating the environment, and then teamwork <laughs> happens, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> then teamwork. <laughs> And lots of shouts of rock and stone. <laughs> yes.
3: Rock and stone!
2: But yeah, the, you have your different skills. Like the main, I think the, it may be slightly too reliant on the grapple zip lines. Right. Because <laughs> the, the gunners... So you need to have, a, have at least one of them that has that ability. Yeah, I mean, you can get away with the engineer's platform gun and only have that. But, the, like, the zip lines are just so much more useful for, like, you know, getting over large holes or going up. <laughs> it's very useful. and it's, I mean, we did, I mean, we, we did occasionally don't... draw a bit of a bad straw, didn't we,
1: on the, a short straw on some of the levels, because it's, like, it made us... Uh, like the, the escape route on a couple of them was so confusing and long, <laughs> it's just like there's no way we're getting
2: back to the drop. Pod. Well, there was that the one time where that really happened was just like we forgot where we were going, and we probably should have just followed the mule because it leaves a convenient breadcrumb trail for you to follow. <laughs> yeah. And I and I like when we were talking about the escape in that level, we were saying that I, or I was saying we were just like. This this bit is going to screw us up, and like we, I knew it was going to happen, but then we still tried to do it that way, and it screwed us up. <laughs> the problem is, is like with
1: that section, the mule would have like because it was basically a sheer cliff face that we had to like zip line back up. Yeah, like the mule would have taken a different direction because well, could. the
2: mule could climb up the walls, so it might yeah. have just gone straight up that cliff, and then we would have seen them. I don't, I don't think it did come through that room, did it? I don't, no, think I don't know. It I don't, remember through I'd, that room at that's all. That's what I mean. I don't remember seeing the green. Breadcrumbs. Yeah, I think it went a different route, which we probably could have followed much easier. (laughs) But yeah, that's it was always it was always going to be tight,
3: that
1: one. It seemed, seemed nigh on impossible.
2: And also we I guess we I don't think when we were playing me, Rob and Kippers, I don't think we got to the mission that the mission type that is like super I feel like is the one that is super critical on the zip lines where you basically the cave is much more just like one cave and you have like a central mining rig thing in the middle and you have to go out to like the edges of the cave to pick up things and bring them back. But because it's just like one big cave, that's a lot more vertical around the edges. Like mm. the, pa- the passages come out high up on the walls and that one just... Oh, have I lost you? No. Oh.
1: Oh, I missed you there. Yeah, we the the audio just cut out for a second there. I got as far as like high up on the walls.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like it would be so inconvenient to have to do that with platforms. <laughs> to build like a chain of platforms you could jump up onto all of these different ledgers. Hmm. So yeah. When I uh, when I was trying it in single player, I was still using the gunner with the zip lines. And in single player you get a little drone assistance. Although much like the AI in Left 4 Dead, it's like too powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You just barely even need to fight the drone will just do it for you which is you know helpful because it's single there but maybe too helpful <laughs> although then again it also runs into a problem where there's situations where you can't fight like because some of the enemies have like a lot of armor especially on the front and you you know weak point in the back but when you're playing in single player, because you're the only player, the enemies will focus on facing towards you. So you just have to wait for the bot to shoot them because the bot <laughs> flies behind them and tries to shoot the weak spot. But you can't do shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not really the design for that. Or if you're at least playing with the engineer, I suppose you could put a turret down and try and kite it
2: around. Try yeah. and kite it so its butt is in front of the turret. But yes, it's quite a casual little game.
1: Yeah, it's, it's decent. I had A good time with it,
2: but as you we, usual, we, we definitely, played it for quite a bit on the free weekend. In fact, <laughs> well, yeah, get, squeeze out as much as you can. <laughs> but it is you know exactly the same problem as left and dead. Like you need people to play it with, <laughs> mm. and you need a consistent group of people, ideally. Mm. Yeah,
1: it was decent with three, and like four, I, don't, I think I, I don't think you know, the like having four is a necessity. No, in that you can definitely game. get away with three or two. Even two. Yeah, two was okay. But it was it was definitely better as a
0: three. Can you get Left 4 Dead on a modern console or on a TV split screen, maybe through Steam? or Is it possible? Like we used to play? Does it support
1: remote
2: play? I don't know.
1: Let me but even then, the, the split way. screen is the, is the problem, right? You can all be in the same room and do it. Or all be on the same machine, like you could on three sixty. You can't do that um, anywhere
0: now.
2: I don't think so. No. Okay. Well what? Left 4 Dead 2 says it supports remote play. So remote play together, which is the one that means oh. multiple
1: the couch- players in yeah, the that's-
3: same
2: system.
1: Yeah interesting. I didn't think they had a split screen in oh maybe they do now, yeah. but that would be cool. Just curious.
3: Yeah that'd I be did, neat. You
2: know- as I've always said, I keep saying I want to go back and play that for dead, but that's not with that. Does need four people really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think you can get away with free. Because oh, okay. as soon as there's, can, it's but... it not to do with like how many people there are. It's to do with as soon as there's a bot, it removes all the challenge because the bots just murder all the special events. <laughs> right? Yeah, they <laughs> they are a bit good at that. So yeah, that's that. That's deep rock, and then. I played Durg. Yes, Durg. I played some Disp. Yes, played, <laughs> <laughs> played some more D- Dyson Sphere program, and I, I did in fact start a new save file. And you know, as predictable, it like took half as long to get through for the entire game <laughs> because it's like now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I went through it again in a much more efficient fashion, where I didn't have to abandon my home planet because it was a big mess. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
2: like now my home planet is actually useful. Although I did also set the resource density to like half, so basically all the resources on my home planet have run out. So it's now just importing, and then I went and built another part of a Dyson sphere around a different blue star—a blue giant this time, though,
3: hmm.
2: which actually isn't really any more like power output than a regular blue star. It's still only like two times power or whatever. It's just bigger. <laughs> And then, and then then I unfortunately discovered that, like, much like how the swarm doesn't account for the inverse square law, yeah, the, the Dyson Sphere is actually even worse in that it, like, it does it completely the wrong way around. Like, when you build a small sphere, it uses less parts, because it's smaller, but the power output is based on how many parts you use to build it. <laughs> oh. So actually building a huge sphere gives you way more power output. <laughs> Even though that's not that's not how that should work at all. No, <laughs> it should give you the exact same power. It should be the end. same. <laughs> yeah. Although I suppose and and also proportionally, the small sphere should give you more power faster because you're covering a larger inverse square area. <laughs> mm, yeah, with the same amount of parts, but it doesn't.
1: I guess it depends on the max capture rate of your equipment, right? Your cells. Well, I mean, it's yeah. meant to be a hundred percent. That's the whole
2: point. <laughs> in cla- in close, uh, close... But Then,
0: if it was that good, you could just put it on the surface of the sun,
2: <laughs> just mm.
0: encase the sun without any internal volume.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing that the that the game doesn't do any like you know simulation of is like the actual structural stresses of this yeah. whole thing. You can build it as big or small as you want; It doesn't really matter. You can build a Dyson sphere around a black hole, even though that should be even more ridiculous. <laughs> So yeah, having got through that a second time and done it better, I'm like, okay, I think I'm good with this game for a while now. We can just wait for, for updates. Yeah, wait for some more updates to go through. They still have been in like just patching mode so far. There hasn't been any new content yet. Although weirdly, there's ever since it released, there's been like a, a little branch in the tech tree that's like coming soon. So you can see that there's going to be a few new techs there. And evidently someone has just like scraped the game data because if you go and look on like some of the websites that have have sprung up to do like calculations or whatever, do the maths outside of the game, those new things that are theoretically meant to be in a tech tree, they already know like the stats of these new buildings (laughs) and like what they make. (laughs) It's like the game data is there, it's just not fully finished yet. But it seems like those new buildings are not actually going to be anything like new content wise. They're basically going to be the equivalent of Factorio's like beacons, like a building that speeds up other buildings in the vicinity.
3: Yeah, uh, Right.
2: <laughs> which again, you know, just continue to rip everything out of Factorio. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> oh, and speaking of which I realized I as I was playing more of it, I realised another thing that I, like this one took longer to notice, where it's like what it's ripping off, but when you're warping around in space and and like all the plants and stars, you know they have icons and like little name tags or whatever. The icons and name and like font is Eve. It's just Eve's font. Yeah, it's just the same font. Okay. <laughs> it's just oh, use the exact same space icons and font as Eve has. <laughs> That's quite funny. Which again, I was just like, not to. Go to like generic podcast races or whatever, but, but like this Chinese. this Chinese company. <laughs> also, Eve is well known for being like they have their whole Chinese server because they had to make a completely separate server for the Chinese market, and, yeah. and so it's quite a well-known game in the Chinese market. It's just like, yeah, this seems to track. <laughs> They've just ripped off <laughs> Eve's space thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Uh, and then the main thing I played was I finally did get round to actually continuing with Stardew Valley to see the new content, which I got all the way up to the edge of the new content and then stopped. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, let's actually do this. And it's kind of weird because you unlock this like tropical island. And then when you go to that island, you have to unlock that island in like parts essentially by like collecting these hidden golden walnuts, <laughs> which then allow you to unlock. The different facilities of this island, but then one of the things that you unlock on this island is just like another farm. <laughs> oh, great! So you can like basically, and well, once you rebuild the farm building because it's like a ruin initially, you can actually it gives you a bed so that you can actually sleep on that island and stay there. You can just live there rather <laughs> than having to go home all the time <laughs> on your new farm. <laughs> Yes. And also, weirdly, the new farm, because of this being a tropical island, is like, it's not affected by seasons. So it's actually more like a new greenhouse, because like the greenhouse in the original farm isn't affected by seasons. But then neither is this island, and it's way bigger than the greenhouse. So it's like, it's it's an even better greenhouse. (laughs) Grow even more of one crop forever. (laughs) Just bananas. (laughs) Well, you could, but banana trees are inefficient, because they're a tree.
3: Mm.
2: grow pineapples that's the, the actual fruit you want <laughs> nothing but pineapples but yeah there's so there's, there's this new farm there's um, there's, I mean unlocking the stuff on the island is actually kind of you know it has lots of little mini puzzles essentially so that's at least interesting the first time I guess <laughs> not so much when you actually know what all the solutions are uh, then there's the volcano which is like another sort of dungeon with like, you know, all the fighting that Sadiq has in it. So there's the volcano you go in there and fight way through and then you get to like the top of the volcano has the forge where you can like upgrade all your tools and weapons and like combine rings to make well, to basically put the bonuses of two two rings into one slot, essentially. So that's like the super end game upgrades are there. Prolong everything even more, and then the, and then once you collect enough of the walnuts, you unlock the walnut room, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Keys' walnut room, and that's that is like the ultimate end game content because uh I think I mentioned last time they there's they introduce like the big missions where you have these missions that last like a week or sometimes even longer like a two weeks or a month where you have to like do a lot of something, like harvest a hundred of one crop or kill fifty enemies in a week or whatever. Fifty specific enemies. But then once you get into the walnut room, there's like the advanced version of that, where it's like these missions are even more hard, where it's like farm five hundred of this one crop in a in in a month, or like now the now it completely reworks the enemy like progression in the dungeons and just makes all of them harder for a week. Mm. And then try and make it through that. And then, if you can succeed at those, you get this special currency that lets you unlock even more ridiculous end game items. Where it's just like, do you want the ability to have your sprinklers water even more area? You can do that. Or you can, you can upgrade the end game sword even more. <laughs> or you can just get the ability to go into people's houses whenever. <laughs> you get the key mm. to the town. Mm, so, you oh, can, right. so you can go into people's houses at any time of day to see what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> so yeah, and then that that room with those Uber missions also has like the perfection tracker, where where it actually keeps track of like ah, <laughs> if you if you want to fully one hundred percent the game, is that even possible? I mean, kind of. It's not. It doesn't. Well, I wouldn't say it's that bad. I mean, most of them are actual achievements anyway. Right. Yeah. Just like full perfection is maybe a little bit further than that like it because it involves i think for full perfection you have to have like all four of the obelisks and the golden clock because the four (laughs) the four the four obelisks are like teleporters basically that teleport you to different places in the world instantly for free rather than having to use a consumable item and then the golden clock like prevents weeds from spawning on your farm and prevents fences from decaying which is like not a good reward considering how much it costs because the gold costs like 10 million (laughs) and then each of the obelisks is like one million or half a million so i've i finally got to build one of them at this point i spent a million to build the warp obelisk to take me directly to the island so now i can just freely teleport back and forth between home and the island which is kind of helpful but yeah so that's really what the, like, super perfection is. But what I've been looking at is the achievements, where I'm just like, do I think I can 100% the achievements? Because there's a couple in there that are, like, some of them I've just never got round to doing, like completing the museum collection. I'm one item short, and it's being a real bitch, <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> there's there, there's a new thing that got added, I think, in this patch, or it might have been the patch before. But there, there's a new item you can get from a trader in the desert, that basically is a thing you break open and it gives you a random artifact. So it's meant to make completing the collection a bit easier because then previously all the artifacts, you know, they spawn in specific locations in the world, but you only get like one of these artifact spots per day or whatever. Right, right. So it can be quite a ridiculous amount of random where it's like you only have a three percent chance of finding this one specific artifact every time you dig up one of these artifact spots and they only respawn like every day. <laughs> oh <blimey>. That's low. <laughs> But then, so there's this new item that you're, you can get from the trader where you can just break it open and it has a it has a chance of giving you the artifacts. And somehow I bought like probably 40 or 50 of them. And I think I've got every single artifact it's possible to get out of them, except for the one that I need. Oh,
3: uh, goddammit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which is just really annoying. And it's literally the only artifact I'm missing in the whole museum. <laughs>
0: And you know it is possible to get it from those items. Yeah,
2: because I looked up on the wiki. <laughs> it's just really unlucky. But yeah, so that sucks. But then, like, probably the the third most annoying achievement is craft every item. Because, well, firstly, a lot of things you never actually, there's no reason to craft because they're not actually worth crafting. But you have to go through, you have to unlock all the recipes in the game firstly, so you have to, you know, go around to all the different places that they unlock all the different shops that sell blueprints or whatever and buy them and then you have to craft every one of everything right that's kind of annoying uh then there's just there's an achievement for earning 10 million which i mean is like that's just a time time thing but i've only earned like two million so far in two whole years i mean it should ramp up in theory i guess i think i can probably earn like more than a million a year now maybe but that's a, then again, that's a lot of work, I guess. Because mm. <laughs> at a certain point, you don't you you want you want to automate as much as you can, but Stardew isn't a game for like full automation or anything. You're still having to go around and pick crops or plant crops. Yeah, maybe so, not water them. It's not exactly
0: Factorio, is it?
2: <laughs> no. Yeah. And then the the worst achievements there's a pair is there's an arcade game inside. Star, Stardew, where no. in the bar there's an arcade game that you have to beat and then beat without dying. Oh, yeah. Which is a very annoying.
0: It's not even the same game.
2: <laughs> no. It's like a weird I mean... sort of Isaac-esque like twin-stick shooter thing. <laughs> I mean, is it at least fun? Not really. It's kind I of know. slow and like <laughs> and I, I tried it a couple of times I'm just like, this seems like this is going to be a real pain in the ass to try and beat this without dying. And then I looked up discussions about tactics to see whether there was anything that I was obviously missing. But then, of course, helpfully, those discussions of it's like seems to be confusion even within the discussions of people talking about it, because it's like, does luck affect the drop of power-ups in this game? People on the internet seem to think so, but then you go and look on the wiki, and there's just a link to a Twitter post by the dev that says no. (laughs) So so apparently not, maybe. But yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off. But all the other achievements, I should be able to get in time. But I'm not sure if I can sustain enthusiasm for getting right. 10 million.
0: For getting the perfection.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. So maybe I won't 100% you, but we'll see. <laughs> I might at least be able to stick with it for a bit longer before I fade off again
0: you'll be
3: back.
2: They'll add some more bullshit content. And then things that I haven't been playing, that I guess we, we can very <laughs> briefly mention, is like apparently the new characters for Smash Brothers came out immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> haven't been tri- into
1: that. I haven't played them either, but yeah. I hear well, that they're, they're quite good, actually. I've heard like
2: Well, it's the classic DLC problem of like <laughs> DLC characters always seem to be really powerful. They might be a bit too, yeah, OP. But they might get right nerf, there Maybe. <laughs> OP sword characters. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: I think the from what I've seen of like the highlights that have already started appearing it seems like they just have they just have a move that will just destroy your shield in one move. Ooh, from full. It's not really like it, it's weird because it's not actually like a one hit move. It's like it's a multi hit move, but because of shield stun and everything it kind of locks you in and then it just wipes your entire shield out. Mm. So,
1: like, but it's not like a charge move, like the existing shield breakers are. Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't think like it the, is like the fire emblem shield breakers.
2: It it seems like it. It seems like it might have a specific execution where to get you locked in. Because I've the only time I've seen people doing it is like you have to fall and like initiate the move in midair, but then like land so the the rest of the spin hits. I don't know if that's actually how that works, or whether that's just how people have. You know, figured out to did, do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: There's there's a glitch, effectively,
2: or or a trick, or it's just like that's how you pull off a really slow move fast enough to not have people avoid it. Maybe mm, that you have maybe. to fall onto them. Well, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, apparently they're quite powerful. But everyone, that's the trouble with looking at like thumbnails on YouTube. Is that, like literally every character that's come out so far has uh, all I've seen as thumbnails be like they're so OP. <laughs> Although mm. well, it has to be said that Steve is definitely like in the meta. He's like definitely in. He's definitely competitive. Hmm. Once people figure out the blocks and crafting,
1: sure. I <laughs> imagine the skill ceiling for Steve it must be pretty high.
2: But... Well, I'm sure all the Pac-Man players are just like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this as well. <laughs> And I saw, I
1: watched a um a video yesterday. In fact, it was one of those. It was a deep dive onto blur into blur, right? You know, that failed racing game that we love. Really? Um, uh, yeah. Someone did like a forty-four minute deep dive, um, into why it failed, kind of thing. Like, oh. but came away thinking it's a great game, but this is why it failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a decent video. I can't remember. I think White List or something did it. Anyway, um yeah it's decent if you can find it i can't remember exactly where it was by uh, but anyway they they were talking about like like oh this game does actually have like a, a pro scene still and like that an obscenely high skill ceiling actually does exist in that thing and it's they were they were showing off like there's a, there's a perk you can get where you can just drift to a uh, nitro. so of course nitro chaining is a thing where you're just constantly drifting around the track and constantly nitroing to earn more nitro, and just doing it in a sort of beautiful ice skating dance around the track, and it's like, oh, this is a this is so good. <laughs> like, this, this is why games like this are like a, a like underrated because it's like there is a pro level and it's phenomenal to watch.
2: Well, I feel like that kind of pro level is like that's that can, that where it's I like, mean, it's sort of game
1: breaking. Yeah, it's like, almost <laughs> a
2: glitch where it's just like. It separates the skill levels too much, almost. Yeah. And, and yeah. it becomes the situation where it's like there's just one tactic. You have to do it, or otherwise, because it's, it's so overpowered. That's kind of true yeah. in
0: Mario Kart, though, isn't it? <laughs> Technically. Yeah.
1: If, if, if you know how to do the, or if you're good enough to do the, the constant drifting. It's pretty much the same, actually, really. Yeah. Though.
0: I mean, that's what Blur is, right? It's a combination of Project Gotham and Mario
3: Kart, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bit of wipe out in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit.
2: What else the you play, Rob?
1: Oh boy. Right, okay. Um maintenance check. What have I continued to play? Uh River City Girls. I'm still yeah. working on my sec I'm working on my second playthrough of that. Um I'm near I'm right at the end basically, but um I got I got to the end of the first playthrough soon after, actually. Um it wasn't that far from where I was last time I talked about it. Um but I didn't quite level up my character to, to to max level. So I I I. But I noticed, like, when I looked at the the character roster, that hey, my other the other character had been leveling up as I've been defeating bosses because it was still gaining the XP from bosses I hadn't. Uh, yeah, from boss fights I hadn't played as that character. I was like, oh, I've got a bit of a head start. Maybe I'll get to max level on the hard mode playthrough in in New Game Plus. Uh, so let's 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 do that. as put it in hard mode, get the, get the other character and go through it again. And there's another collectible this time round as well. So it's like, Oh, I can go, go find, go find secret cats. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, it gives me a reason to go through it. I basically just gave me an excuse to go beat up at like a thousand more, more dudes. And, uh, i I still can't put it down. it's still fantastic i don't know I don't know why it's like all you're doing is like just standard beat 'em up stuff just get like enter screen load of dudes are there mm. beat 'em up, move on, and that's all you kind of do. That's all there is. That's all you need if it plays well yeah i- I just can't stop I can't stop. I love the music like the soundtrack is 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 properly great um uh, yeah, it just keeps going. Just, keep, I am I'm missing a couple of cats, though. I don't know where these cats are. Got to backtrack across the entire game now to see where I've missed these two cats. Um, <laughs> damn it! I want to, and the, the, I, I, I looked up like because you get a couple of charms from. from I got a couple of charms for the first playthrough, are Literally labeled as "What does this do?" <laughs> and if you have them both equipped, it's like I presumably there's an, a, there's a secret related to them, but I haven't found what that was. So I looked it up, and it's like, oh, wait, right, when I get to the Last boss with these. As long as I have those equipped, it's like something different will happen. I haven't spoiled myself on what that is, but it's like okay, cool. Let's go. I'm looking forward to going into that and seeing what happens. Uh, I wish the um, nitpicks. The story does end up going pretty much nowhere in the end. It's like, but maybe there's maybe there's a secret ending that will like rescue it. <laughs> Oh well, you know. If you just play, if you just play it once, the whole thing seems entirely pointless, (laughs) which is kind of funny in itself, I suppose. But but the ending is a bit of a cop out. Um, uh, Yeah, so I'm still playing that. Still think it's great. Um, I actually ended up spending a surprising amount of time going back to Pacer. Oh yeah. Um yeah what was formula fusion and was then rebuilt as pacer because i'm and I'm, I'm, I'm playing it again with more of a look, an eye to like what's actually changed and it's like that because i'm now i've unlocked more of the or oh, i'm getting to more of the tracks in campaign mode um uh the the, the variety is getting larger the more you get through that the, the new career mode um I'm noticing what they changed and what they added, and it's like, yeah, okay. Some of the tracks they have dialed back the complexity a little bit. Um, some of the tracks they've just straight up fixed, so their problems aren't so egregious. Like there, oh, okay. there, there were there were plenty of there were a good, good couple of tracks in Formula Fusion where like the speed of the game seemed completely against the track design. And don't get me wrong, I, there are still. One track in particular, which I think is garbage, mm-hmm. and is just like des- like completely designed against the speed of the game, like uh, Manhattan, which is one of the nicest looking levels, um, based on Manhattan, obviously. Um, Manhattan, Manhattan, yeah, just has a it's just too windy and it's win- and it's not just windy it's windy over crests in a couple of it so it's like it's impossible to see where you're going or, or you know incredibly difficult to see where you're going and because like as the speed of the craft gets so much faster it's like you're doing these incredibly tight turns yeah and it's just it's 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 super difficult to navigate well um which i guess you know get your skill ceiling i suppose that way but it's not much fun to traverse that bit of bit of track it's just a it just feels like a bad bit of track design,
3: yeah. which
1: is a real, real shame. And there's, um, there were a couple of levels in the previous one where there were, there were jumps that you would get into, which are, if you were traveling too fast, you would just jump into the ceiling.
3: <laughs> you just know, smash <laughs> you'd, you'd
1: smash into something and not land where you're supposed to land. Um, which may still be a problem because I haven't been racing at elite class yet. I'm at the one below the the fastest, but one speed at the moment. Venom. Um, <laughs> what well, it was like rapier wasn't it and then there was oh, phantom oh yeah phantom yeah um so yeah it's in wipeout terms so i'm at yeah, i'm kind of at rapier level uh right now uh but yeah those those seem ironed out which is nice and i and i definitely think the career structure makes a bit more sense now you're you're going through doing uh, it's effectively just a set list of challenges right um go through do this race here come first do this race here come first but there's also a nice little wrinkle thrown in which you don't have to do but if you want to you can go and try and do the these team goals on every level as well so it's like oh on this level you need to at least you you not only win but also get a perfect lap
0: oh Um, that's kind of cool
1: get round without crashing or make sure you do this much damage to people during this race that sort of sounds fun yeah, it's a mixed bag. I, I, like, I think for the most part it works and it's nice. Like, I wish it was presented a little better. Um, so like, if you had a target you, t- you were trying to hit, it would be nice if there was an on-screen indication of that. Because you basically have to run the race and then at the end when you get dumped back to the menu you can see whether you completed it or not. There's no like indication, yeah, right. you did it yeah. while you're doing it.
0: That would um, be cool which, if it had it on screen. like. A... Yeah,
1: I think it needs to track it. Especially the ones where there is a damage number required where it's like, deal this much damage to people because there's no damage numbers in the game. So I have no idea how much damage I'm doing. So it'd be nice if there was an on-screen ticker <laughs> to say how much I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's things like that where that, that it could be cleaned up a bit, but the idea is sound, I like it um yeah, I think it's it's all right as it as it turns out, <laughs> I might have been a bit harsh on it before, but it like in its current in its current state, it's all right
0: <laughs> I mean it's definitely good to hear, right yeah,
3: yeah.
1: um yeah so i'll probably plug away at that every now and then still um which is good uh i am turning off hot, like I'm, I'm being a bit more thorough with, uh, they have still got that sound issue i talked about where the music level just seems all wrong and i've basically turned like most of the other sound down to nothing and it still doesn't seem <laughs> quite right um so yeah the audio design needs a bit of work but uh yeah. yeah, I'm planning for it. and I've basically t- turned off half the soundtrack right now for being either too ambient or having too much of a um.
0: <laughs> you're too uh, damn goddamn ambient.
1: <laughs> yeah, or just having too much of a lead in to when it gets good. Like we, that, that's that is the problem with this soundtrack. Tra- the soundtrack. soundtrack. The tracks are sometimes just included in full, whereas Wipeout in the more the more recent entries has tended to take a cut of them to some degree, just to make sure that like by the time by the time the race starts, you're actually yeah. getting music. Editing you know. down, yeah. Um, and they, yeah, but that's that's not to say the soundtrack is bad. There's a lot of it. It just perhaps needed a, mm, yeah, the, the the curation of it in places is questionable. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't mind a bit of experimental music, but there's a place for it in a racing game, isn't there? There's there's, there's tracks that are literally just like noise and It's like not necessarily rhythmically at times. It's like, yeah, this isn't fun for my ears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not while you're trying to zip around a track that isn't quite designed <laughs> yeah perfectly
1: so pacer yeah um also revisited fuser a little bit getting the errs in river <laughs> fuser pacer uh i uh, played it with uh keyboard and mouse controls this time because i I've been trying to play it with controller before through the TV and through the sound button. I I, I tried it with keyboard and mouse for convenience on PC. Uh, it might actually play better that way, I think, because it is kind of cursor driven. So using the mouse is helpful, but it, it's taking a little while for my head my head to map to the the keyboard controls um, for some things. I'm a, like you can do most things with just the mouse um but there will be times where you need to shift click to do some actions instead of just clicking a thing um so it's taking me a little while to adjust but that 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 might be the better way to play it um, mm. it's probably bad news given that they're just you know the switch version's coming out soon so uh don't play it on switch play it on pc pc <laughs> 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 unless they've got touch controls maybe the touch controls would be would would be I mean, have you
0: ever played any game on Switch with touch
2: controls? No. (laughs) How many years has it been? You might have played a game with touch controls, you just wouldn't have ever ever used them. Yeah, I just just haven't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, a single game after DS was all about touch controls.
3: I mean, there were a couple of.
1: there There was a rhythm game at launch that was only touch controls that came out on Switch. You couldn't play it any other way. But hey, yeah, I didn't play that. Can't remember the um, name of it. <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah. So, and I think they, it's 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 had a few patches recently. Fuses and not not just to add DLC, which there's a lot of it in fairness. They keep adding stuff to that game. If you want it, um, it's expensive, but uh, it's there. But they they they've added a couple of things so you can actually like. For freestyle mode, they've added more expressive stuff that isn't necessarily constrained by the limitations of the game. So, like, think of the game part. So, you can you can actually build like uh, they call it hot clips. I think where you can use four keys on the keyboard to actively turn on and off all four of the decks as you like, like quickly. So, if you want to do like a hot cut, a little bit of um uh, of the tracks together, so like each bit is only firing at certain times, you can now do that and save that down. Um, so like the music tools are getting improved um but i also think they've patched the difficulty level because i i, I didn't the camp i don't think the campaign is is great for like actually for how it ranks you and stuff like that so it seems like they've just made the targets a lot easier because <laughs> i'm so like i've struggled to get anywhere near a five star often struggling to get the four star reward right. on on some levels and when i played it again recently i was five starring everything it's like i think they they've just made it a lot easier to get oh, those I Fair enough which is probably wise because you when you five star you get you your experience at the end of each level is based on how many stars you got so and you need the experience to level up your character because you need to earn the money in order to unlock more songs uh, and it's right, like an all, okay. an all you really want is the songs
0: is the songs right
1: so i think it's uh, yeah they've probably balanced that a little better um yeah, it was alright. They had a good time. Um I, I still don't I I still don't think that campaign design is very good and I wish the game part was better, but they've improved it a little bit since I first played it.
0: At least it's positive change anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean the most annoying thing is is I'm going through the level at the moment where they introduced the riser, which is super cool. Like there's a button basically on the, on the on your deck that you can push and it just triggers like a uh, build up and like and then drops everything into like you can queue up a whole set of new new tracks if you want and like it will it will switch to your queued up library at the end of the at the end of the riser and you can do funky stuff like like have it leave it as it is and just rise up or there's a um, um a smart riser which will pick one of the tracks that you've got queued and, t- and change the tempo and key to match that track dynamically oh, okay. um or, or there's just random mode which will change the tempo and key randomly whilst doing a rise effect and they are cool <laughs> um, but they the um, uh, but the campaign kind of ruins the effect by when it asks you to do one of those it's like the stupid characters that they have these like promoters or whatever will, will will sort of say boom yeah that's how it's supposed to go or something right, like the, that uh, like, the yeah. moment the riser lands so you don't even get to really hear it properly because yeah. it fades it out slightly so you can hear this voiceover like ruin it and it's like why yeah. why would you do that it's like just take the promoters out of that game and it would be a billion times better <laughs> like need
0: optioned setting to just disable them completely.
1: Yeah, like I wish the whole like, because the campaign is a tutorial, I wish they would like, would structure it so you there was a tutorial before the level. So like the level would, but the start of the level would be, okay, here's the new things we're going to do this level, and it's like a little little intro to how it works. And then the level starts for real. And so you could just skip that next time, rather than the levels being interrupted by
0: by the way, here's how you do this thing. Right, right, in the middle of and when you're trying to play. In, in the middle of the... Yeah, and it's... it's well, they
1: should it's have done brilliant. it like
2: how Rhythm Heaven and those games do it, where it's just like the tutorials are like, you know, they're, they're weirdly built into the world of the game almost, where it's like, oh, this is the this, this is literally the practice for this thing we're about to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: something like that. It would be... It would be it would make way more sense if it was just structured differently, like having the, because you, li- you could literally be in the middle of the level and it will be, um, oh, if if you want to, you can play this instrument and you can you can freestyle on this instrument and then uh, if you want, you can press this button to record what you're doing and then you can place that CD on uh, on onto the deck and cue it up so you can riser into it again later, and it's like yeah, great, um, you could have done all that before we started messing around because I'm I'm in my flow right now and then you're putting these giant Prompts on the screen that stop me from doing anything. Yeah. Ugh, it's it's such a it's such a shame because as I say the the tools are so good. Anyway, Fuser, um, I've got I've got more important stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not much time to do it. Yeah, not much time to do it. Yeah, I'm playing Control.
0: Ah, oh, I thought that that game has. Rob written all over it. At all. <laughs> that, that is time. that is correct. Quiet, Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I?
1: You're, you're back there. You're back now. You're fine. Oh, I didn't um, touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just quiet for a um, Yeah, I'm. uh You'd think. I think it's good. Like TLDR, it's good but flawed. um It's uh, it's not blowing me away is what i would say but i'm having a good time with it um so control yeah it's the next third person shooter from remedy you know the the original max Payne guys and alan wake and uh, And slightly more problematic quantum break break. yeah (laughs) which was fine but just not amazing uh and control is better than quantum break but uh like that's what i was hoping (laughs) um but I wouldn't say it's like a million miles away from it in some, no. some respects. Like it, it's like it's 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 very familiar feeling in that respect. Um,
0: it's definitely got similar concepts in it, hasn't it? The Quantum Break. Yeah,
1: I mean the styling is cool. So you're inside, like it all takes place inside the oldest house at the Federal Bureau of Control, which is this mysterious, hidden in plain sight building that no one seems to know exists um unless you're really in there uh, and then goes on about that there's uh, this this bureau bureau that in uh, what's the word they use for paranormal um that investigates paranatural occurrences and attempts to science them uh, <laughs> but uh, so we're talking about like classic clichés like yeah. <laughs> yeah basically yeah tele- teleportation and telekinesis and the science of luck and how it can be Things and basically anything that's like a myth in the real world is kind of a real thing.
0: Yeah, and okay, and it's that, <laughs> and it,
1: yeah, and it's how they manipulate it or try and keep it under wraps to stop people from freaking out, kind of thing. Um, and, and that that side, like this side of it, the storytelling and everything like of of this whole of that whole element is is pretty great. Like the whole world building aspect to it is cool. Um It can perhaps get a little bit samey because you're in the building the whole time like it's not exactly going to be much for a variation like trotting adventure it's not a challenge no, you, you're not you're not going to have much in the way of biomes to deal with here um but it's um but it definitely sets itself up cool um uh which then leads to the fact that you you as the newly appointed director because you happen to pick up a fancy gun um it, uh gaining like paranormal abilities you become a para utilitarian um uh, and trying to somehow, everyone just goes, "Oh, you're the director! Great, solve all our problems!" <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, uh, and then it's a third-person shooter. <laughs> <So it's> just, <laughs> just just <laughs> with some some abilities. An okay um, one, a good one. Yeah, I mean, it plays fine. Uh, like it's 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 it can be surprisingly tough. So uh, you don't have a great deal of health. So you can get into trouble very quickly. Um, uh, and the game has doesn't have a particularly generous checkpoint system. Right. There are these places called control points dotted around. And every time you press X on one as you're wandering around, that becomes your restart point. Um, so when you die, you'll go back to there. Uh, Which can sometimes be problematic. You can sometimes be quite a ways away from a control point, and then we'll have to traverse through that bit again. Sometimes doing fights along the way, which can get a bit tedious. You know, I guess that's the Dark Souls-y thing. Dark Souls, right, yeah. But um, I I do find it a little bit annoying sometimes when you're in a... when the boss fight is some distance away from you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, damn it, I've got to get there again. And getting there is not, not too much of a problem. It's not like an instant restart, but you still got to traverse your way up there. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can just run past fights, which is fine. Um, uh, I think the fights have a, a... Like, this all comes back into the sort of look and feel of the game. It's like they do have a, have a really unique look to things. Mm like so the the hiss which are the main bad guys they're always red basically and if you're in a hiss controlled area or something bad's going down basically all the lights in the area emit red light instead of regular light so you always know when you're in a trouble spot because everything's red and black red, basically though. yeah uh, and it and it looks damn cool um but when you shoot the hiss and they die they give off this like weird greasy mist that sort of just comes out of that, bursts out of them, and then hangs in the air. So everything is kind of ends up getting kind of murky, like in the middle of a firefight. And it, right, because uh, but when one you yeah, because everyone's giving out this mist, yeah. yeah and I, but, but it's, it's, it's kind of cool because it's using a little bit of a, it's using a simplified like fluid dynamics model to sort of like hang around and float around, and other things can push it out of the way and things like that. So it looks really cool in action. That's cool um and it's got that sort of like oily quality the way it changes the light in it as well it's got like a sort of rainbowy look to it at times and it's, it's 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 damn cool but also gets in the way of the actual fight sometimes it's like yeah okay that's kind of the point the grease in the air is supposed to block things but when everything's like in the red light it can sometimes be hard to see things that are threats yeah uh, and so th- there's been plenty of times where it's just like oh this fight's going really well oh i'm dead what the hell just happened because i had absolutely there was zero that you can yeah, yeah absolutely zero way of seeing what was going on um so that's a that's a negative um i have the same problem with some of the enemy types as well where there's there's one enemy in particular that i haven't fought for all that much just yet but it, it's invisible uh until it's not and when it's not it's a trouble because it's like when it's, <laughs> it tends to go it it goes visible to 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 attack um but its thing is it gets up right up in your grill comes visible and then gives off a concussive blast except uh, like if that which is fine when you're fighting them and there's not much else going on but if you're fighting them and there's a lot going on right there's, like a a they, <laughs> there's a really good chance yeah there's a really good chance they're just going to materialize behind you and murder and you explode, yeah. and, and there's not a great deal you can do about that so that sucks i'm not a big fan of them um but I haven't got a huge amount really to say about the rest of it. It's like it's 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 cool. The abilities are fine. I mean, I like being able to telekinesis, but like anything, really, you can pick up pretty much anything in the world and then lob it at stuff.
3: Oh, that's and, cool. And
1: uh, the launch they call it, and the launch is pretty powerful. So your 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 sort of ability is on a shared energy pool. Um, so you can't use it all the time, and your, your dash is on a is on the same energy pool. Your evade, right. So, like you're you're juggling what you want to do at any one time.
0: What about your flashlight, um, lol? Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not quite the same. But your 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 ammo pool for your gun is shared as well. So you can't just switch to a different gun if you ran out of ammo. Um uh you, you're like if you're out, you're out. But but ammo is recharging. Um so you're you're better off not basically fill, emptying your clip because uh you can't shoot, shoot. You can't shoot at all for a while if you empty your clip. Whereas if you if you leave just a little bit in the tank, it will recharge, but it's still usable. Oh, okay. It, it's it's. Um, I forget what it's more like, but if you empty it, basically you can't use it until it completely refills. Um, so that you're trying not.
0: Yeah. Like there's a lot to juggle. Interesting mechanic there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to juggle. You're quite weak, and you're only health regeneration. There's no health regeneration. In order to 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 get your health back, you have to kill. So you have to kill the hiss, and then and then they drop little blue pellets on the floor near them. So not only do you have to kill, you have to get in their grill to regenerate. And it's it's a challenge. It really, there are there are certain sections where the difficulty suddenly goes. I'm kicking your ass right now. Uh, oh, there's also this orb thing that heals everything nearby. So you've got to make sure to take that out, which in some of the more difficult incursions has been a real problem because I've been unable to get through the damn door to the room where this thing is, because there's (laughs) so many bad guys in the way and I can't kill them because they're all healing. And it's like, okay, there are some, there are moments where the combat doesn't work because of that. There's like, there was nothing I could do there. (laughs) It's like, I wasn't in the room to kill the thing that was keeping everyone alive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I couldn't possibly get into that room to kill the thing. Um, yeah, so there are times where it doesn't doesn't work. Um, so fortunately, a great deal of those times are optional. Like there's these things that happen in the bureau that are like it like like oh, there's an event happening in this place. Um, and as far as I can tell, you don't have to do them. They seem completely pointless. They're really hard, and they're completely pointless. And they're not. So necessary. I'm kind of not, so I'm kind of not doing them. <laughs> they just like fill the screen every now and then with a little warning saying there's a thing going on. Do you want to do it? And I'm like no. <laughs> why why why? What well, I don't need to. But yeah, it's cool. I don't know how far through it I am, but it's um it, it's it's fascinating. It's cool. It's cool that it exists. Uh, I'm playing on PC um because that's the I wanted the 60 frames per secondness of it. Um, I wanted the frame rate more than anything else, um, and the version that's currently available on Game Pass on Xbox isn't the Ultimate Edition, so it's the last gen version, which I believe it has a thirty frames per sec- second cap. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're going to play it on Game Pass, PC is probably the way to go. Although my PC is struggling a bit with it, honestly. It's um I've not got it maxed all the way out, and I can't have RTX or any of that fanciness. Um, but it is struggling it, with it. Um, mm. and now, I've, I've seen there's, there's sort of reports on the, the details here like uh, on, the, on the implementation that the DX12 version on PC can have micro-stutter issues, and I think I'm getting those. Um, unfortunately, because it's the Games for Windows store, you can't get to the option to run the DX11 version, which would make these problems go away, apparently. But if you've got the Steam version of Control, you can do that. So, you know, yeah. by the way, uh, the Microsoft Store Game Pass version may have issues for you. Um, uh, but the Steam version is fine. There's a workaround, as long as you don't want that RTX. Uh, yeah, it's a control. It's kind of cool. I love the. if there's one thing I want to point out, it's like it's a, it's a simple little thing. But I love when you get walk into an area you've never been in before and it wants to announce where you are and it just fills the screen with massive text just goes Boof! It just, <laughs> just and it, and it just like you're, the whole screen yeah you're in pneumatics <laughs> like just, pneumatics. just or you're in the mail room just Boof! <laughs> and it's like it's it, i mean that's really cool <laughs> really dumb but really cool <laughs> and the um, nice the video sequence yeah, and the like sciencey videos you find about the place of like the the head of research, like trying to vaguely explain what's happening. It's like those those are so cool. But, like because the, the the oldest house has this stupid has this thing where it's like it doesn't like new technology, so everything's done on like film and VHS and oh, old right. school okay. slide projectors. So these films you're discovering are like being shown on old school projectors <laughs> and look really ropey and have been clearly by edited together really ropily. And it's great.
0: <laughs> That's kind of a cool idea.
1: Yeah, the whole thing's got this like old school tech vibe going on, which is which is neat. Even though it's set in a world where like outside of the bureau everything's high tech. Right. Oh more so than today. Well, like it, today, it, you know, set it's set today. Normal, right. Um yeah. but yeah. But but inside the bureau everything's like twin peaks. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Um I wouldn't say I've had a huge I've got a huge draw from it, if you know what I mean. I'm not like itching to constantly play it, but yeah. but I'm having a good time when I am. Um until it kicks my ass. Um uh, what else we got? Uh, the final thing I <laughs> Nothing suppose. else, hopefully. Uh well let's let's very quickly touch on Dirt Five. It's alright. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? It's about to, it's to, about to be. It, I mean, it's it's okay. They're going for that dirt two aesthetic, which I appreciate, but it's not as good as dirt two. Um, it's a it's, it's a weird one. Like uh, the handling is odd. The handling is not fun. So I'd say it's very basic feeling. Like it doesn't really feel like I'm having to wrestle the car
0: into a rally like scenario. It's super arcadey, but not like cool arcadey. So now they've split it so far that we just want to play Dirt Rally, is it?
1: Yeah, kind of. It's not enough down that road. There's not enough. Also, it's super easy. Like, I've maxed it out the difficulty level. I've put it on a very hard campaign difficulty and turned the driving model up to as advanced as it will go. And I'm pretty much winning everything <laughs> without too much tra- hassle. There's a couple events that gave me um, a run for my money, but more because the struggle with those events is is the handling model because the handling model is intentionally bizarre. On a couple of the events, right? Like you know, like oval races, but on races that in cars that are really odd and just want to drift the entire time. So the fight is against the car, which is cool. I actually enjoyed that quite a bit.
3: <laughs> that I mean, that, quite that's fun... kind, of, yeah.
0: I mean, that kind of challenges is kind of the hallmark of something like dirt, isn't it? Where it's got like weird aspects to it. Yeah, like when it had the Battersea power station stuff.
3: Yeah. Well, I
1: just, I just don't think they've quite nailed the driving model that doesn't seem right the collision model is non-existent almost like just just bump a car into everyone else that's fine um i wonder if that's designed for online play or something like that but just 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 mush everyone it's fine there's no consequence um uh, yeah and for a next gen game it it doesn't always feel that way it's like it's got a it's every the lighting model is 100% dynamic so like this this is the good thing like it can it can portray the world at any time of day you want and when weather happens like all the lighting changes to match it so and during races it likes to do the trick that onrush did which is hey conditions are going to change during the race um that's and cool. almost every race does it to some degree. You can even like there's even a bit where you can put it in like a hyper accelerated mode if you want to and go through an entire <laughs> right. day de- and go through an entire day in like in in a few laps. Uh, like a bit like Ridge Racer I suppose <laughs> did back in the day. Yeah. And it's cool. Like the lighting model is cool. The pro- the problem with it is though because everything is super dynamic there are some levels where it like it tries to simulate cloud cover and the whole thing just becomes like very flat looking. It's got the halo infinite problem. Right, like everything just looks a bit flat and a bit dull, and it's like this is probably realistic, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> like I don't know, quite. It's it's weird. Um, it also yeah, has bet... no motion motion blur, which is bizarre as well. It's like oh, oh, like it's, that's such a weird that's a weird choice. It's like every racing game has blur these days. It's like why does this why does this choose not to? You've
0: got racing games called blur. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, dirt. Like aesthetic was never like super realistic, was it? It was more like cool looking. I thought so. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Dirt Rally would be a bit more like washed out and grey because it is in Wales.
1: Sure, yeah, especially Wales. Yeah, but but then there are moments where it looks fantastic. There are certain. I was. I was it's it's it's. I think it's an unstate, understated thing, but there's a there's a level where it's like a, a cloudy snow. It was like a cloudy snow event, so you, but the it, when you if you think about when things are snowy but still kind of misty and cloudy, lighting kind of is flat. Oh yeah, and it and and is kind of like a bit dull, and but and and the look of it here is absolutely spot on. It's like and I don't know if I've seen an environment like that in a game before, where that where that sort of snowy, misty, flat field felt real, like it was. It's there are moments where this game has a phenomenal look to it, but there are times where it looks like garbage. <laughs> like it it's it's a it's a hugely mixed bag. And I think that describes the game as a whole. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Mm, okay. Well
0: that's dirt five.
1: But hey, it's on Game Pass right now. So right. you know nothing to if stop got,
0: you giving it a try.
1: Yeah, give it a go at least. Yeah. And it oh, and it does it still has the annoying presenter thing what it's still there no. there's this super annoying american podcast presenter thing that they do every now and then that is just it's just the worst conveniently know? it tends to like it's it's 100 percent skippable <laughs> now which is at least which is <laughs> at least really... a blessing but it's awful <laughs> it really is I thought maybe they like put it in the hands of a different studio that something different would come out. And yeah, this is different to the previous Dirt games, but some things remain the same and not for the better. So I think I can wrap that up.
3: And um, that's Rob.
0: And I think that'll be a podcast. We're slightly over our normal time. <laughs>
1: oh, there's no random rally generator either. Disappointment. They didn't carry that one from Dirt 4.
0: That didn't work out.
1: (laughs) They they could have tried it again. They need to try it again at some
3: point. That's a podcast! Yeah.
0: Uh, What we got going on on YouTube? More Deus Ex, of course. Yeah. (laughs) It's mostly Deus Ex content at the moment. Um... So, there's more of that coming up. Oh, you can see our rambling through the bowl tunnels. <laughs> Mollie, molly, 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 Mollie, molly, molly, <laughs> molly. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Salacast.
3: Indeed. Indeed, we will. So, until then, listeners, goodbye.